Hey everybody, before we get into tonight's show, let me thank, once again, the Second Print Comics Podcast for sponsoring the show tonight. And I've talked about it in the past couple of weeks. I'm sure most of you listening have heard me talk about Mark and Remzo, who run the Second Print Comics Podcast. Two great guys that go great together. I mean, they really have great chemistry. I was trying to make a joke, but it's really not a joke. It's true. They're very funny guys. They also don't fake the funk, so I think it's a perfect deal to kind of tie in if you're listening to us talk about the current books go over and listen to their podcast where they end up talking about whatever the hell they want and this week they ended up talking about the iron man extremist trade by warren ellis now they don't just go page for page with the trade they do go through the trade but they also talk about how the idea of tony stark iron man just wasn't that big a character and a lot of people don't realize that but he wasn't that big a character and then you end up having the extremist arc you end up having the marvel cinematic universe civil war all these things all going in to make him one of the bigger cornerstones of the whole marvel deal especially the cinematic universe and i've talked about it what i really like about their podcast and this really really plays out well in this episode and so i'm telling go over and listen to this episode because what you get is a iron man trade again the extremist trade by warren ellis where that was about the time where mark quit reading comics he calls it his dark period where he stopped reading comics for a while but then in the roundabout that's when remzo really started and really loved it so you end up having a trade that is, is a very big trade and very big for iron man and really great uh, you end up having Remzo being able to go and read this again to kind of get the feels back again. And legitimately, Mark has never read it. So he gets to go into this and kind of see what he missed at the same time seeing what Remzo got to make him a fan. And Remzo even says at the beginning that he tends to be very critical of the current Marvel stuff because of that era of books that he was reading that felt big and important and really ended up changing around characters and things like that. And it's really interesting when they go back and forth. And plus, you find out that Remzo's a huge fan of the Shaggy Dog remake with Tim Allen, which I have seen a bunch of times. Two Remzo, don't let Mark throw shade at you. You never let him throw shade about any version of the Shaggy Dog. But go over and listen to the second print comics podcast i'm going to have all these links in our show notes where you can go to at second print pod on both twitter and instagram also go to the secondprintcomics.com is their website but you may also be interested in going over to their patreon which is patreon.com second print pod i am a member of their patreon because i love what they do one of the things that's really really good right now is that Mark is going through with recaps and reactions to the WandaVision episodes. I've listened to all of his recaps. They're great. They really are. They don't spoil too much. It, he even actually asked Remzo because Remzo hadn't watched it and then listened actually listened to Mark's recaps and, and Mark said, "You know, am I spoiling too much or whatever? I actually think it's a really really good deal between not spoiling but also giving you a lot of information and what he thinks about it. He really loves it. He really loves the WandaVision deal. So you get that as well as well as a bunch of other shows on their Patreon. So check that out. Check out all of the notes in our show notes. You'll get all those links. Go to them. Check them out. Tell them I said hi. Tell Mark that Shaggy Dog, great movie. Tell Remzo, congratulations. You've made the list. 
friends. I don't know what list, but you've made it with your shaggy dog. But we're going to go off now to the podcast. Hi, I am 3XL, and I want to warn you that Jim and Eric are going to spoil almost everything in the books tonight and use very, very naughty language. If you don't like either, then maybe you should go listen to NPR. If not, enjoy. Weird Science Comics Blogs.blogspot.com. I'm not a crazy bitch, Eric. I'm not going to come in here and tell you what you can and can't talk about, but that is inappropriate, and I'm angry about that. You hear me, Jim? Edit that out. Have fun. Look at all those chickens. People of Earth, how are you? Welcome back, one and all, to the show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is episode number 339 of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. 339, Eric. We've been feeling doing fine. this. We've been doing this a while, right? Too you long. feeling fine? Are you feeling fine? Yeah. Well, that that's kind of the trend of too long, Eric, because we have been doing this a long time. So should I announce now about the 350? <laughs> 350. I'm playing that game again. No, actually, what I wanted to tell everybody is a lot of people have jumped on with the podcast with Future State. I see it in the numbers, Eric. The numbers uh-huh. don't lie, right? Hopefully. Is that what they say? Yeah, really, I don't know. But uh, I ended up telling you that we got a couple messages and things that people are like, oh, man, I really like what's going on. But it also leads to a lot of people being confused about things, Eric, that they don't know a lot of the inside jokes and things like that. It's like, fine. I don't do, either. Do they know who the edit that out girl is? Edit Eric? that out. Do, do they know Does who that is? Does anybody truly know who that, that is? Out. Nobody does, not even the edit that outgrow. But do they know like a Dan Stransky? Eric? No. Do they know Hello, Dan Stransky? No. But do they know Wrong Turn? Like they don't no. know any of this, Eric. But I have been doing more and more of a clip show kind of greatest hits deal or worst hits of the weird science on the Patreon. And so I've been going back and listening to a lot of the early shows. I'm just starting it. So I'm at the early shows. And I realized back then where people think that we're negative now. uh, Oh my God, Eric, I was listening to one show that I think I gave three books under a two. I was like, what is going on? But the, the thing is, we kind of embraced the nonsense back there. So it didn't seem like we were being mean. I think that that's the key, Eric. You know, like Dan Stransky. Hello, weird science. He's not mean, Eric. He's just made the way he is, right? Are you with me? Are Hello, you with science. me here? Sure, so, sure. So with this, I thought, you know what? As the time evolved, we started getting, and I know that you're with me as well at this, where we would have people compliment us, right? And they'd compliment us like, man, you guys are are jokesters. And oh my, but never really, boy, you really laid down the Yeah, you guys know what you're talking about. It's never that. It was never like, man, you guys know all this stuff about DC and stuff like that. You make me laugh, clown. That's all it is. (laughs) So I'm listening to these, you know, earlier podcasts and- Eric, I was laughing at the clowns that we were as well. And I actually thought, you know what? Well, yeah. But the thing is, we tried to, you know, I think we're trying to educate more than edutain right now. And I think we're going back to it. And what I want to say is, Eric, we're going to embrace the edit that out, girl. We're going to embrace the wrong term. We're going to do all that, Eric. (laughs) 
that as well. We ever stopped. No, we kind of did. I think that we ended up at a point where we, we, we were desperate to get the, you know, adulation of being smart. It's never happening. We're dummies. I'm embracing the nonsense is what I'm saying from now on, Eric. But welcome to the podcast. With that, I think that this is going to be a rebirth. I think we talked about it, too, with the idea of coming into 2021 and future state, whatever, that we might end up, you know, retooling things. I know you like doing retooling, right, Eric? Is that what you like? Yes. Yes. <laughs> And and so I don't I figured, know what that means, but yes, I figured the way that we should retool maybe is to go back to the beginning, back to when it all started, Eric. I wish we had like a the idea of having some different segments where me and you actually get to talk freely, Eric, freely. Uh, and not just reviewing the comics. So I think tonight is going to be a test run. We're going to do some news. We're going to get back to some mail because just as an is, we got mail this week. We yeah. haven't gotten a lot of mail the past couple months. And there is a mail too. J-Man is probably gritting his teeth every week because we haven't read an email he sent from a while back. But I wanted to gather some mail. We have two mails. We're going to go to that. And then we're just going to have some fun, Eric. We're going to have some nonsense, right? Is that what you like? You like the nonsense, does you? In my mind, I take is like, we're going to embrace the nonsense. Like, you're never going to research anything ever again, are you? (laughs) No, that's the, it makes it easier. I I even thought to myself, like, sometimes we do get on and we're doing things and we're like, at the end, we're so exhausted. I'm like, what have we become? I mean, we used to record 13 hour shows at one shot. We didn't even stop. The sun would go down and then come up. We're still recording. Now it's like, Two hours. I'm like, oh my god! I feel like I got to get my walker out. That's how you I start the show, deal. Well, I haven't been feeling well, Eric. But as you can see, I've pepped up <laughs> for years. I pepped up. <laughs> I mean, I've been sick for about six years, but I, I pepped up a little, Eric. I, I basically, I've drank tons of coffee today, and I think I'm a little bit inspired. I still have the COVID, Eric. I'm still sick as hell. I feel like crap. Yeah, but I'm happen. happy. I'm oh, happy good. to I'm happy to talk to you. Though I did also look, there's weeks where I think, man, we only had a two and a half hour podcast. Remember the back in the day, but when you do put into account the Patreon spotlight and then now even the Friday show, we still have weeks where we're talking about six hours for this. So stop your nonsense, Eric. Stop shading me about the length of the podcast because I as, would never do as that. Jess lies to you, it, it, length does not matter, Eric. Also, while we go through this, we Kinda may does. even have a Monday morning pump up song. You know, because I like the whole deal with that. I heard one of those. It made me giggle. Also, I may roast you at various times during this podcast. You you don't know this, but I may. We'll see. But we're going to go into this. But before we do, let me tell you where you can find us. I finally got back to what we start this with, Eric. You can go over to the Twitter at Weird Science DC. You can go over to our website at WeirdScienceDCComics.com and see a lot of different reviews from different people, none of them being me lately. Eric, because I do not feel good. I ended up giving up all my reviews last week, and that was at like a last second deal that I got a hold of Gabe. I'm like, you're going to have to sub in. I called for the relief pitcher. (laughs) He he was my Mariano Rivera. Uh, But with that, too, yeah. Thanks a lot, Gabe. I was going to try, and he he did come through uh, with flying colors, though. You know, as things go, I don't. You know, I don't think his scores are exactly my scores, Eric, but they never are. And that's the thing that we do on the podcast and the site. Everybody gets their own honest opinion unless I really get mad at you. And then I force you into something else. Right. Is that how it works? No, no, you don't force me into something else. You force yourself into something else. 
Well, that is true, Eric. And then after the fact, I go and re-record that section when I realized that I was an asshole. But yeah, see, and that's the thing. I think that uh, a lot of people should appreciate that I do realize sometimes that I'm an asshole. But we also have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash weird science, where you can go and get a whole bunch of shows. I'm going to start some new shows in February, some things that are more in line with the comics that come out each week, kind of expanding knowledge. One of the things being a thing that I think it's, and here's the rest of the story, Eric, is what I wanted to call it, but the idea of this show... Well, I know, but I am because it's on Patreon. But what that show is going to be is if things come up in the regular podcast, like today, we're going to be talking about the imperious Lex, Eric, where he has Lexor, where he has Lexor. I keep saying Rex when he has Lexor. And I thought you always bring these up during the podcast. And to your credit, Eric, you have read comics most of your life. It's true. And whether you Most know this, week. <laughs> whether you know this or not, I mean, this is going to be me getting a little, you know, a little personal here. But Eric, I don't know if you realize this, but I do take your suggestions to heart and, and actually go and read most of the things you say because I do respect your opinion that way. No other wow. way, but that this way. This is so, new. Yeah, well, I'm telling you, this is a rebirth. I, I think Jim, that, 2021. Well, what, happen, what happens is when you're on the verge of death, you start reevaluating shit, Eric. So I want to go out <laughs> with a bang. This is going to be a toboggan right here. But no, you ended up mentioning Lexor to me and saying, yeah, yeah we, and we, me and you have actually even done a podcast with an episode or an issue later on in the deal. So I went yeah, back I think it was and Action I read, Comics 544, the anniversary yes. issue, when he first yep, got the, like, the, the modern the day Lex with his power suit and the robot yep. Brainiac. It was a really it's cool exactly issue. Exactly what that was. The last thing of Lexor. Yep. And uh, we ended up doing that around the time, again, when Brian Michael Bendis was coming to DC. So we were doing a bunch of things with Superman and stuff. And again, that's on the Patreon. And maybe I'll even push that up on the feed so people can re-listen to that. But I ended up going and reading the origin of I'm just Lexor. glad you could say that we did do that because I'm looking at this stuff. I'm like, yes. I think we did, but I'm not sure. In my mind, like, I can't remember anything that we talked about in that e- in the episode. If we did do one, but like, I'm pretty sure we did. Hopefully Jim remembers. We did. No, we did. And I remember because it was the big deal with the power suit. Yeah. And so so sometimes it's hard to find on the Patreon since we've done over 1,500 episodes of things, Eric, but I'll find that. But I ended up reading The Origin of Lexor, the first issue where you end up having Lex go to Lexor, Superman goes, Superman they fight Menno, Menno, 167, I believe, maybe 165, Eric. It's one of those, though. You, you would probably know better. But I ended up reading that. I thought, you know what? I think this is something that a lot of people would be interested in while we're also talking about that in the regular show. So back to that. That's one of the shows that I'm going a demo in uh, February, and also it ain't on the, the app, Eric. This app every time Nothing I go about on my, Lexors no, on the DC Universe Infinite app, it kills me. Especially with the stuff they time this stuff to have this come out and highlight the books. Then that's that's for another day, Eric. Because I uh, almost yelled at DC on Twitter today just because they're like, "What did you think about this?" I'm like, would have been pretty nice if people could have read more about it with any kind of synergy going yeah, into this whole thing. But the, you don't have it on the DC Universe app. The past couple past week, I'm I'm doing things for the Patreon. I end up doing Kite Man's first appearance, not on the app. I Superman end up 164 doing, it was, yeah, sorry. Okay, okay. I end up doing a uh, Batman deal of a Silver Age thing with the the, the clock. clock. The clock, which is the guy going into that Slugsy Kyle, his name was, Eric. He was actually, as trivia what goes, unfortunate name. Slugsy Kyle. Slugsy, and not really a good fisticuffs man, which is odd. He should be a heavyweight, but you end this up having slow. Slugsy was the, yeah, really, Slugsy was the first 
villain first criminal that Batman actually arrested. There's a little trivia for you. So I did a podcast on that. Look on the app. It's not on there. I'm like, what, what is going on? There's such a big gap in the detective and the action comics books, especially that I hope they are able to kind of, you know, narrow a bit because there's some real fun issues. Even the, well, that's Man- the thing is on our Patreon Slack channel that we talked to a lot of the get fresh crew on before <laughs> we were talking about the, how Jordan parallax and how it went into the, how Jordan, the specter. And I'm like, yeah, you should check out the, how Jordan Spectre. I remember when that came out. I really wanted to love it, but it never really came together in my mind. And I went to go check to see what was on the app. Not on the app at all. I'm like, well, that's very unfortunate. I guess you're going to have to read Renegade. Eric is what you'll have to read. Uh, but yeah, a lot With of Lorenzo these things. Lorenzo Lamas? Yes, really. And <laughs> do roundhouses and kick people through windows. Renegade. But yeah, all of these things on the Patreon, you get more and more. That's what I'm getting at, Eric. And one of the things, we have a Patreon-only spotlight where two books are picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Beep, boop. And this week, they pick Future State Legion of superheroes number one namely to hear us go nuts and future state suicide squad number one where i saw a bunch of people in the slack actually like that a little more than us we're intrigued we just yeah, need yeah, a little cool more ideas in- there i just have to make sure that the ideas that i think that are being presented are the actual ones being presented and not me reading too much into things yeah and and really that is kind of a theme with us with future state i want to be more positive about it because there's a lot of things i do like but a lot of things end up there's just something like a, a thing nagging at me about not getting enough info it's going to be a theme for me tonight as well when we go through the books but eric we already mentioned those badasses the badasses are fresh and this is their roll call eric i'm telling you i am going to be burned out within three minutes of this podcast i don't know what happened to me here we go the badasses josh murray from not a robot podcast check that out ted probes lawrence lee forrest polly cam joseph watch sick matt eraser d-man 3000 all new date Lady Abby, Cisco, Matches Balone, Niels Tior, David Fink, Joey Bear Casco, Stephen Baum, Tony Walton, Jason Colby, that's 242 to you, Eric Michael G, Ken Halleck, Comic Boom Rocky, also check out his YouTube channel, Cellar Dweller. Yeah. He's still around. Mark Jager, Eric G, Aldrin Stoja, Nick Adams, Ace of Spades Productions, Bill Bear, check out his Bat Pod, Ruben. Carlos, Lone Wolf, Marv. I'm losing my phone. What's wrong with you? Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis. Manship, Manship's alive and well getting those edibles. Andrew and Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, Dalton Edom, my man Pete from NYC, Sailor Moon Mark, Eric, Uh, our man Rob Lewis. Brandy Murray and Double A Ron to give a shout out again to the all time deal, Reggie. <laughs> there he goes. And that is the badass roll call. Also, thanks everybody for being what part of the Patreon. You really do. We really do appreciate that. And I, I say it a lot on the end of the podcast that I do on the Patreon. It, it actually shocks me that people would want to hear us dummies. So thanks everybody. And again, if you want to hear and see what's going on, go over to patreon.com slash weird science. But Eric, we're going to go on now. And like I said, this is a rebirth. This is a retooling rebirth. You're a tool. So we'll retool your... Where's the wrong turn? But with that, we're going to go off now to some news. Now it's time for Jim and the news. Listening to Jim is what I want to do. He's talking solicits and very uncovers before all the meat and the cheese. 
that's from London And now it's time for Jim and the news And now it's time for Jim and the news And now it's time for Jim and the news Yeah, and I guess Eric's there too. Eric is here. That's right. Hi, Eric. I had to go and find that again because I had edited that out, as you know, the yeah, that out girl says, because you hadn't been doing the news. It was a Patreon show, which will continue being a more advanced deal. Advanced, Eric. Uh, this oh. is just going to be each week a couple of the news items, things that are coming out big. And with that, not a lot of news, Eric, uh, lately. That's why there hasn't been much okay. of a news show. So what I thought, though, was uh, there's people who want to hear. Inquiring minds want to know what's on the mind of Eric Shea. So the first item here, and this is two news items that aren't exactly this week, but the past couple weeks with the whole solicits for DC came out a couple weeks ago. And right before that, like, you know, anybody does before you're going to have a big announcement, you end up spoiling that announcement with another big announcement, just like the video game shows that I stopped even watching that E3 and nonsense because everything leaked beforehand. I don't well, need like anything. I'm you, oh my God, you know, Toy Fair is coming up and then everything's weeks before you get to see the reveals at toy fair yeah yeah and then when you get to it you're like really like what do i have to see this repackaged nonsense plus grow up is what i say to you <laughs> grow up my man uh one of the things that isn't in this news did you see that image and skybound are planning on having a cruise slash comic con would you Probably ever they're do just that? full of bad ideas is what i'm thinking this Remember, whole idea yeah. it's like yes we, we didn't learn a damn thing during 2020 <laughs> let's just fuck things up even further remember the worst thing that happened in 2020 and the funniest was when covid had already hit we were hearing that there was going to be a shutdown and my mom was on facebook yelling man the cruise prices are down everybody should get it. i don't know what's going on and then the Something worst part now the worst part of it is she survived eric and then i got COVID. You're a monster i sit here in this basement where i i could see if they really wanted to go and check out their house might as well be a bus terminal though with the I'm amount of people you, coming in and out it of it. It is true. Homeless people, me. You end up in this where I sent you a picture the one day of if I was gonna do like videos because of the YouTube channel. I didn't even mention the YouTube channel, Eric. Weird science comics. But when I took this picture. The joke was, this is what's behind me when, if I would record me. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't know what's worse, what's behind me or my face. They're probably equal, right? Uh, and so with that, who knows what diseases are brewing up in here? I mean, I just talked and my wall on the other side just said, wait till 2024. They got a lot of big plans for me. I know. I don't think I am. And seriously, this is why I'm saying that for 10 years. But Eric, that's why I'm so happy. I've finally been able to just realize and long for this world. But with this, the solicits came out. You ended up having announcements. So I wanted to go back and grab a couple news items to see what you thought. Like I said, inquiring minds have actually asked me, what does Eric think about that? Don't ask me. Because a lot of people are running scared from you. 
in the Slack just this past week, I'm, we're talking, me and Jay from Canada, we talk a lot in the Slack. I talk to a lot of people, Eric. And uh, they, Jay's like, why doesn't Eric like me? I'm like, really? I was going to say, you're not even a blip on his radar, but that's mean, Eric. But you don't really engage with a lot of people personally. You don't like to get attached to people because everybody keeps losing you or leaving you, Eric, and losing you as well. I mean, you even had those people that were going to abduct you in the ice cream truck and they left you be eric they left you be nobody so i said to him he doesn't hate you he just doesn't like anybody and then he ended well then he ended up saying like well he loves you i'm like i don't know who you're talking to (laughs) let's keep this professional here and and he was amazed that i don't know where you live that i haven't seen you in 11 months (laughs) all these things i'm like this is how we roll and then he said uh well you you were talking to my sister in two years she was trying to get a hold of me this week like hey do you want to go have brunch on sunday i'm like it's kind of when i like to get my stuff done for the rest of the week or what about like you know sunday night or monday royal rumbles this week and then it's monday night raw but i can't really get it maybe in another two i don't know i can't make these these things up with how i want to be you better do it before it is before 2024, that wall is telling me, Eric, I'm telling you, it's falling down well, now. It's you. It doesn't mean nothing to me. Oh, I'm going to spread it. I'm going to be one of those assholes. I'm You're just running spreader. around. Yeah, I'm going to be the super spreader. We used to think that meant something else about you, but it doesn't. No, no, then that's what I thought it meant about my wife. Oh, my. Batman the Dark Knight number one with Tom Taylor and Andy Kubert in April. Eric, these are April. Yep, it is. DC has announced new Batman limited series starting in April, titled Batman the Dark Knight. The six-issue series from writer Tom Taylor and artist Andy Kubert will center on a new villain named Equilibrium and will introduce new members of Batman's supporting (laughs) cast. Count Vertigo, we'll call it. Yeah, I, I actually right away I'm like, really? Like, what is this? Count Vertigo's cousin? It's so funny too because I knew that Tom Taylor was doing a six issue mini with the Batman doing the Dark Knight, which I'm like, that's cool. You're bringing that name back because it's a staple of Batman titles. You know, Batman the Dark Knight. You're gonna like whether it's the Frank Miller one or just a regular series. It's something that I like to see. They even started the new Fifty Two off with a Batman the Dark Knight series, so I like to see it. But I think the idea is I'd like to see it go on. But I think DC Comics for everything they've been doing lately and announced people they're kind of running scared because if they announced the Batman the Dark Knight series, I think people would lose their goddamn minds because even as as it is right now, it's like all you're doing is putting out Batman books and that's well, it. I'm like, I was just gonna say it uh, sells. That's the thing. I I'm I understand what people are saying because even while I was reading one of the books that we're gonna talk about tonight, the Aquaman Future State, for some reason I started thinking of why don't we have an Animal Man book? I don't know why it popped up, but I really would have liked to I have know had. Why. I, well, I would have liked to have had a. Uh, you want to talk about what pops up? I thought that maybe. You know, a backup, a backup story with Animal Man would have been pretty cool. I understand when people say the idea, oh, we have so many Batman books. This is the, you know, the mantra of people who, when they say it, I look at their deal, usually on Twitter when I'm about to argue. And I realize like two tweets later, they mention that they haven't read a DC book since 2010. So it's almost like you can complain, but really you're not involved in the struggle. You're not there on the front lines with us. So stop it. But well, that's the thing is even the idea that I got mad at a guy on one of these, you know, chats or comments or whatever is because he's like, he, well, it was one, something about Batman. I'm pretty sure. But he's like, why can't you just, you know, actually, no, it's about these future state characters and the idea of remaking the wheel. Like, why don't you just create new characters? I haven't read DC char- like comics in years. And you can, you're going to like, you know, try to reinvent the wheel with a new Batman, make new characters. I'm like, the problem is they've made new characters. You haven't been around and you yeah, weren't going to support around. them. And Shut that's, up. that's the thing. I get mad. Now, it's also the idea when you end up having a book like this announced, you 
you have people Facebook, Twitter, whatever, especially when it's the DC deal, me and you get a kick out of reading the comments. And then I try not to, but I always end up uh, first off trying to help people. But then when they say no way, buddy, or something like that, I'm like, uh, I'm like, here we go. I start cracking that crack. I'm in there. And uh, with that, it's to me saying, oh, man, what do we have the Batman books? Too many Batman books. This is just the same old deal of tweeting something to get likes when, you know, come up with something different. If you're going to do that, give me what books you want, because half the time people will say like, oh, man, why all these Batman books? I really wish that we had this. And we've had that for three years. And so it really drives me nuts. It's the just- thing is, though, with the idea of a Tom Taylor Dark Knight miniseries, I enjoy Tom Taylor's writer, so I look forward to this. Yeah. But this character equilibrium i don't like saying the name but if it just turns out to be another version of count vertigo or spellbinder i'm gonna be pissed because you could have used those characters are you saying it doesn't have good mouth feel is what you're saying with equilibrium eric just say it after me equilibrium erskataga if i could get through that before you let alone after you the the best is come on come up from behind you ended up where when erskataga ended up being in the the uh greg rucka uh wonder woman at the beginning of rebirth you ended up in the shower Saying it over and over well, to yourself. I knew we would be talking about it. I wanted to make sure that I could say it properly, so I had to prepare for the podcast. Took took me months, Eric. I was not. I just left it to you. Now, back to the deal. When people say, oh, my God, more Batman, more Batman. I, like I said, I understand what they're getting with, especially if you have been reading the DC stuff. And a lot of times, if you have a favorite character, you know, Firestorm, if you're so crazy and you're not getting that, How then, yeah, you. you're like, oh, my God. But you have to realize it does sell. But also just step back a bit because I don't mind any book. As long as it's a good book, that's what I want. I want a good book, whether it's Batman or whatever. And I do trust Tom Taylor to give us that. And he ends I don't up trust or, equilibrium, though. Well, you end up with this continuing epic tale begins that will take Batman on a harrowing action packed European adventure. You ever been to Europe, Eric? Oh, you should no. go. In, in a new mini series by superstar creators Tom Taylor and Andy Kubert, reads DC's official solicitation text for Batman in the Dark Knight number one. A horrific tragedy in the United Kingdom was that, like, my mom. I'm being born, Eric. Is, is that it? Poop, poop. Your poor it sends a very personal and deadly message to the Dark Knight, one that will draw Batman out of Gotham City to investigate. From the moment he lands in Europe, Batman will face a difficult investigation and unheard of adversaries and find the assistance of a partner once more. A lot of people thinking that it might be Knight or Squire. Or both. Cool. I don't know. Yeah. All in the hunt. If you don't know, that's a Batman Incorporated deal. All in the hunt for the villain known as Equilibrium. New villains, new allies. <laughs> a thrilling overseas adventure begins for the Dark Knight, starting with an extra size 26 page debut story. Remember at that one point when they ended up pushing those extra size 26 pages? We're like, really? You're going to push it like that? <laughs> like, I, I think it was one of those because when we see extra size, we start getting, you know, wary. Of, oh, my God, it's going to be like 72 pages. I'm 26, really? I will leap at any chance to tell a Batman story at any time, says Taylor. But teaming up with a legend like Andy Kubert for a Batman tale is a dream and an honor. I have Andy's Dark Knight statue sitting on my desk so I can see exactly how his Batman is Did he steal it from him? He might have. It's actually <laughs> just his. It's not his, you know, art that they based on. It was actually his. He, he did. He stole it from him. But, yeah, if you didn't know, Andy Kubert did the Dark Knight 3, the deal that Brandon was talking 
editing and reviewing back in the day and really it drove him nuts because there was a lot of delays with that but batman the dark knight number one is on sale april 13th 2021 eric and the next story in the last we're just doing these two uh did you hear there's a new robin book eric is this something i did hear that have you heard there's this new have you seen the headlines eric well here we go batman and robin and howard star a new jeffrey brown ogm from dc (laughs) that's gonna set you up are are you excited about this eric writer artist do you ever see the uh, vader and son and then and and daughter books you ever <laughs> yeah, see I those have, for some reason when you said that i thought it was the wrestler vader and son i'm like no i haven't you've never seen that the, the vader no, no, the not, wrestler i have i i have not i have seen the darth vader and son or even like, the you know, yeah. young adult books you ever see the jedi books. academy one they're really good actually i don't back, know about the jedi academy but I saw they're the really one. good and back in the day i actually got those for alex and he really really enjoyed them and then never touched any sort of comics again but that's okay writer artist jeffrey brown will make his dc debut with the middle grade ogn later this year titled batman and robin and howard now you realize Leave Howard that alone, Batman. You, you realize that the story was only here to set you up for that headline that <laughs> I'm not talking about the other, but we'll continue. And while Batman is the first name in the title, this OGN is Robin Damian Wayne as the star of this title as he begins attending a new school and has to deal with an overbearing dad, Batman, and the smartest kid in school, Howard. You have that. It, when you see the cover, at least the promo page, I told you that you see is Batman going to cut him. You see Batman leering, like looking through Look, the middle school. I saw that school. little promo pick for the whole thing. I'm like, that's that's a wrong move, DC. It's a little too creepy for it me. Is, it's real creepy. And what Howard better find out is if Batman knows how to spell zucchini, Eric. Ooh, ooh. Batman and Robin and Howard is a hilarious, heartwarming tale that follows a young Damien as he starts a new school Got after being sidelined by his superhero dad, Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. Batman. Reads DC's description. Are we going to talk about this on the show? Would this be no. something that I should talk about on I the just Friday like the show? Idea back that you, the- anybody thinks that Bruce Wayne would check it on Damien when he sends him to Gotham Academy? Yeah, really, really, that is true. He doesn't check on him anything. The, the kid goes away and kills people, and he doesn't even check in on him. Damien. Must navigate being the new kid while also learning how to be a regular kid as he attempts to make friends at Gotham Metro Academy. From the classroom to the soccer field, Damien is certain his new surroundings have nothing to teach him so he's completely unprepared for the challenge he finds in howard (laughs) the smartest and most athletic kid in school he's a double threat there howard down that doesn't happen i'm telling you where does he get off i I remember you told me i remember you you told me as a a younger kid you had problems in school uh you were a little hefty but also Mm -hmm. you know you were dealing with having you know a, a kind of a family that wasn't always there eric and it reminded me of a story you once told me that when you went into school one of the first days they ended up saying hey everybody can you tell us uh what your father does and they went around they went around to each of the kids and you know the one kids oh my dad's a police officer he helps me oh my dad's a lawyer he gets and then they came to you and you said oh my dad's dead and then the teacher ended up saying oh my well i'm sorry about that but what did he do before he died and you said he turned blue and shit his pants How dare you? boom eric that's a roast i told you i'd be roasting you eric this is part of the new reaper I, I, I was out of high school when my father died. <laughs> hey, I'm redoing your past. I'm cracking myself up. See, this is what I thought would be the good, new, weird science. Back to the nonsense here. But that is news. You're not going to be reading Batman and Howard and Robin no, I would not. and Sons, uh, whatever the hell it's called. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't think a lot of people would that are listening to this. But it's cool to have these books that pretty much will outsell any 
DC comic that comes out because these things do. And then it gives an option to maybe get this is where I think these are the good way to get younger readers into the comics, not throw something into the Walmart stores, the Walmart stores and throwing it. I don't think that's the way either. What you end up having, if you, know, you, you know how you get kids into comics, you give them a comic book and then no, they oh, want another comic book. Oh, really? They yes. work in my house there. I even tried to force them into it. I shook my fist at them. Actually, I think that one of the better ways to do it is to give them a comic book, like you said, but those like tiny Titans and the, the Batman and company, I forget what it's called. Little Batman, little Gotham. I don't know why you even those got to dumb cool. it down. Just the idea of just giving them a random comic book, have them read them, have them look at the pretty pictures. Let me think, tell Man, you, It's pretty cool. Let me tell you. First off, those aren't exactly dumbed down. That's why I like them. If you actually go and read those, they actually have a very clever way of introducing a lot of characters without making them like dumbed down. You learn about the characters through there, and I think that that's like a good stepping stone, Eric. So stop it. Stop your nonsense. Get <laughs> stop, stop being a, you know a, a rug in the in the curls, whatever they say. Stop being a dirty sock in the pile, Eric. But that's the news. Thank you all for joining me and eric a little roast that'll continue but we're going to go off and before we get to the books eric we're going to go off to something that's also a callback we're going to go to our pump up monday morning song because a lot of people have told us that they listen to the show to kind of get through the workday and get through you know some bad parts and deals so this is a morning zoo type deal that will pump you up and get you all fired up before we get into the books hello weird science bonjour Some more, and we want it all of 
Ah, yes, and here we are with the meat and the cheese, the no, reviews, no, no, no. Eric, the books. We have four books tonight, all future state, as we are wont to do. Uh, but before we do that, you can go over to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, and read the written reviews for all these books, plus much, much more, Eric. Much, much more. Not all the books, not every single one, Eric, because Strange Adventures, I believe, came out this week, and nobody's Did touching it. that at ourselves. I think this week or last, I don't know. I don't know how things go, Eric. I do think, and you have actually been reading that. You've been trying to keep up with it, right? Is that uh, the truth? Yeah, so you'll have that to uh, end up doing. Did you end up, we talked about this either off mic or I I don't know what's real life. Is this real life, Eric? Uh, Have (laughs) you caught up with uh, Far Sector? Did you start doing that? I I actually reread the first issue and I did like it. I I ended up liking that book. And then as you saw, because we were talking about getting caught up and talking about it on the show again, at least the last couple issues as they come out. And it did end up with the shutdown and all that. It's real, a lot of space between issues and stuff like that, that really threw me off. And I ended up kind of not going into that. But yeah, you'll have to go and read your Rorschachs and your strength. Strange adventures and all that about stuff, right? I'm saying, yeah, I want you to go so you can tell me about it. But we have two books in this section. We always end up if there's a Batman and a Superman book, they will make the first the big bit, boys. unless maybe Bendis. Is is it possible that Justice League will end up as the last book on the podcast coming up in March with Bendis on it? We'll we'll give it its proper due in the first section. Uh, uh, when do you, you think? Know what? The thing is, the worst part is I forgot completely that Bendis is on Justice League in march and i'm like ah oh, shoot i don't want to deal with oh my that God. at all watch your language eric what do you know? oh shoot that's the first time i've ever heard you say oh shoot but yeah did that depress you did it did i end Just up now, yeah now? yeah it stinks doesn't I it i blocked it out well we ended up getting some of that legion action in the future state from him on that patreon spotlight boy we liked it at one point i got a little testy with him and, and may have thrown shade at his lack of hair Eric, I ended up re-listening to a bit of that as I was editing. I'm like, should I edit that out? That you know, that whole deal with you. I did not. Maybe I, maybe I should have. I was being mean. You even told me I was mean at that point. Eric, I'm not going to be mean now because as a general statement, I didn't hate the books that we're going to talk about tonight. Well, good. I may not have loved them. But that's kind of the way things are in life, right? You can't love everything. You can't hate everything. You just go through life as you, Eric. Just you go through as best, you. Hope for the best. Always wait for the future state dark detective number two, written by Mariko Tamaki, art by Dan Mora, colors by Jordi Belair, letters by Adida Bidikar, and also a Jason Todd backup, Joshua Williamson, writing and art by Giannis Miller. Well, it is a red hood backup, written there by we go. Joshua Williamson with art by Giannis Milo Giannis and uh-huh. either that's Uncle Jesse's evil cousin or they play for the Milwaukee Bucks, Eric. I don't know which. Uh, that's the Greek freak for you. Uh, and and ending up, did you know the Greek freak is number 34? Did you know that? Did you know Giannis the Greek I, I freak? I think you know I didn't know that. Uh, that. Do you like the number 34? Because that was my number. No, I don't. That was my number in uh, high school baseball. And I was very happy because I was a big Kirby Puckett fan at that point. Bro. And that was his, <laughs> was his number that who's, dates who's my me. High school, everybody. Look at me. I just got me the Jason Todd's in. 
Jordy Belair and ALW's Troy Pateri. <laughs> I, I like to think of him as the man under the mask. We continue the Mariko Tamaki Bruce Wayne story of 2027 here. And while I do like it, it doesn't have a lot of meat on the bone. Two issues in, and it feels like we've gotten a half issue of story, but at least what we have gotten isn't that bad. The art Look, by Dan Moore is awesome. on this bone to make a stew at least by the end. Maybe if you're making hobo chili. I mean, if you end up throwing in some shoelaces and stuff, yes. The art by Dan Moore, it's more of a base. You're getting the starter, Eric. You know, I, I'm still waiting for more Definitely meat. It's four issues. I'm like, that, that's the best part of it. And I think that that is one of the things that some of these four issue deals really only have two issues of story. You stretch it, it out. out, stretch it out. The art of Dan Moore is awesome, though. As far as the, the Jason Todd Red Hood backup, it's not as good as the grifter backup, Eric, from the first issue not of Dark Detective. I'm interested to see what self-proclaimed Jason Todd fanatic Eric Shea thinks about it. Uh, are you more of a Red Hood fan or a Jason Todd fan? But let me hear. That's a weird thing to say. Well, I'm more of a Dick Grayson fan than a Nightwing fan because of all the iterations. I think that the core of the character of Dick Grayson is what ends up having me fall in love with it, Eric. So I'm, I'm legitimately asking you a question, and, and you're evading me with, with your answer. I would answer. say Red Hood then because. Yeah. You're Jason more of a Todd growing up was a bit of a was a bit of a problem child, and you wanted to you know, expect more from him coming out of the Dick Grayson era of Robin. Yeah. So we go into this though, and people and voted to kill him. They did. I mean, that's the problem. Though uh, later on, you had you know read some things, did a little research, and it seems like those numbers might have been skewed a little yeah, back yeah. in the day. But that's kind of funny deal anyway. Uh, but we go into this you know dark detective story. We have a Bruce Wayne, and there is a little bit of a disconnect, and and we're getting that in a lot of these books. And and while I I sit here, and if you ask me, are you positive about future state? I'd said I'm positive about something, COVID, Eric. But with that, I do have she a did. I do have a good feeling about future state as like its own little thing i got and so when we get done with it i think like three years from now i'm not going to be pining for it but overall as i'm reading the books and stuff i am enjoying them enough the problem is there's weird disconnects between books that seemingly should be connected but also not getting a lot of information and some people like and i'm not just talking about information of like the world and where we got to and whatever i'm talking like in the issues a lot of these they're a little lean Eric, you know, there, there's not a ton of things. It's more about a um, a feeling. Again, I got a feeling. Well, that's the thing is this issue, for the most part, we're just expanding a bit of what we got on the first issue of this whole thing. And the idea that Bruce Wayne was killed by Peacekeeper number one, which means Batman was killed. And the propaganda put out there by the magistrate to the people about these deaths and how Bruce Wayne survived and what he's doing now as Batman the Dark Detective. But the problem is, it's this 2027 that we're dealing with in this issue. And it seems like he might have gotten shot in 2025 for the, all, everything else that we're dealing with with Gotham the Magistrate, like Robin Eternal, that's 2025, all the other, you know, bad books. So it seems like he's been underground healing up for two years. Now he's just back. I'm like, all right, everybody, it's time to do some dark detecting because I'm yeah. back on the scene. It's I'm like, time to it, detect. It's so weird. Two years later, I don't know why you don't put this in 2025 with the rest of them. Have it be the tail end I'm of your you. 2025 story. And and the thing that throws me off because Mariko Tamaki will be going and writing detective comics when we come back in March. And I'm telling you right now, if this wasn't, say, a future state, if this was just like, I don't know how you do it, but the idea that this is a prelude to the ongoing run that she'll be doing i think i'd be a little more positive about it because it does seem like a prelude like we're not going to get a ton here and then we go back in time to detective comics just to go back and i want more and it doesn't necessarily like you said 
give us enough? And then it starts when you really look into it, it starts to kind of fall apart a bit of the timeline and things like that. But even with the idea of that first issue when, you know, Bruce is walking down, hey, you want to join our gym? Bleep, bleep. Oh, my God. Facial recognition. Good eh, idea. Eh, 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 eh. And he runs away. Well, you're going to deal a lot with that concept still here while also finding out how he possibly could have died but didn't. But that peacekeeper wasn't aware if he won. died or he's just I get the idea. I would really love to think that this is as he says in this peacekeeper one just has to kind of cover his ass and say, yeah, I killed him. But then when he is well, it's seen for back, almost like two years that yeah. he like, you know, peacekeeper one, if, if the timeline works out the way it's supposed to, in my mind, he's been underground for two years. Peacekeeper one should have been under the impression. Yeah, I did the job because everything that led up to it. Yeah, it might have been wishful thinking, but all the evidence that was available to him at the time. Bruce Wayne is dead and he hasn't been around this long. Oh crap. What's this ID shit? We better get the magistrate, the peacekeepers, the cybers all out there because I need to make sure that my ass is covered. And what's weird in that is we even saw him talking about Bruce not being dead in the Nightwing book. So the idea that he might just be saying, and we thought that maybe it was because I said it was Damien, like there was a personal connection, which we still may have overall. But the idea in my mind, if peacekeeper did say, well, I don't know if he's dead. He might be, whatever i'm gonna say he is and then you know everybody will love me and that's how at that point he was probably peacekeeper 73 that vaulted him right up to one eric a number one but when this happens and this He's is kind of this one. is what kind of happened uh what i thought about the next batman where you end up having the next batman show up that's a huge symbol in gotham but yet it's still going street level as if the magistrate and the peacekeepers aren't that you know, concern with this, if you go with the concept that Peacekeeper One was like, yeah, he, I, I didn't kill him, uh, but I'm going to say I did. And, you know, he'll be, you know, he's not going to pop up. At, and then when he pops up, this should be almost like, holy shit, I got to stop this. And it kind of is, you, you don't know. And that kind of gives you the idea where you're not going to have the whole of Gotham Peacekeeper Cybers like fully come down on him because I do think Peacekeeper is going to keep it close to the vest. I just need to see his reaction a little in this book of like oh no this will ruin me i mean this would be something two years later that they find out that bruce wayne batman is back that would really be egg in his face eric though i like the concept though with bruce doing his detecting two years later his big concern is how did they know that bruce wayne was batman how did this go on and that's a pretty neat concept well that's a good we can go back to the expand on what we found out in the last issue about bruce wayne being killed by peacekeeper one with the idea that the peacekeeper came up to him while he was bruce Wayne on the street and shot him and tried to take him out as Bruce Wayne to the point where he had to run away, you know, shoot him with a grappling gun in the chest, which I'm sure just pissed off Peacekeeper One, run out to a dock, get shot in the leg, go off the dock, but beforehand throwing an explosive batarang, which he thought was a dud when the Peacekeeper came up to finish the job. There's there's so much coincidence here to make gonna, sure that it Bruce was weird Wayne is that alive. You say that. I was going to say it's such a coincidence, but is it a coincidence to get shot in the leg, jump in the thing? But there are a bunch and there's a of body things. floating in the river right there, and they're like you know right where Bruce Wayne fell in. That the peacekeeper is now shooting at, thinking it's the body of Bruce it, yeah. Wayne, blocking our Bruce Wayne under him from the bullet fire. And so with that, I could imagine like me and you explosion are explosion going you, off, yeah. destroying the dock, probably destroying that body. Well, it Bruce says Wayne destroying swims away. all the evidence. He swims yeah. away and. 
so it's almost like I'm sitting there and I'm saying to you like, oh, this would be awesome if Bruce gets gets shot, but then he jumps in the bay and you're like, well, what? Peacekeeper can't swim. No, no, no. There's a body in there as well. And he thinks that's the body. Well, why doesn't he get it? An idea. Oh, no, no. no. Then there's this explosion that gets you like, yeah. really? Like, well, not even that. that, but the idea that we're not even getting to see what Bruce Wayne's been up to for the last two years because of where it's, you know, said that this is 2027 and not in the book, obviously, but just online, which yeah. is very infuriating. Yes, but it is. the idea now, it's like, okay, Bruce Wayne, he's back as the Batman. He's trying to do some detecting work. I don't know what he's been doing this entire time, but now he's going to take the magistrate down. He has to go and make sure that he doesn't get ID'd because he has to keep undercover here. Everything's got freaking, uh, you know, facial scan recognition software. Everywhere you go, even to get into any kind of apartment, it seems, except for one rundown hobo building in Gotham, which he has to rent the basement from. But the idea that he has to do all of this and try to bring everything down by, you know, saying that he is still dead because this is his only advantage, but he's still going out as Batman. And the magistrate obviously knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman from what they're doing. So I, it, it's just a weird idea that everything he has to do, even like it goes back to Batman Begins for me reading this issue because he is trying to stay undercover and get this job done as inconspicuously as he can. And it goes back to Carmine Falcone and Batman Begins talking about you're Bruce freaking Wayne, the Prince of Gotham. You'd have to go a thousand miles for anybody to not know who you are. You know, the idea of that you're in Gotham, this is a big deal. Even when we saw him in the last issue, just hanging out at a cafe, having coffee or whatever, like nobody well, knows Well, somebody's Bruce Wayne. talking about Bruce Wayne. Bruce and Wayne Batman, on the news. Yeah. Oh, Bruce Wayne's dead. Oh, they're going threes. And, and yeah, you really don't think this hunk of a man it looks like Bruce Wayne? I mean, at least have somebody and even say. even when he goes, when he's going to have like this, this new persona that he's putting on, I'm actually kind of pissed off that he's not going by a man. Matches Malone kind of situation. You just go, hey, yeah, my name is Jeff. My name and is that's Jeff. About- <laughs> I kept saying like, it to myself. At least me too. And but like, put on a mustache. You are just pretty much Bruce Wayne out in the open. You just look like Bruce Wayne, especially with the, an older fella Noah who is a conspiracy theorist and thinks everybody's after him or whatever. Just I think, think that about he would that, know the that idea. The conspiracy theorist Noah who shoots at his television because he thinks it's watching him. All this idea that aliens are watching. And doesn't it feel weird to you that look? Noel Riley, who is Bruce's landlord slash roommate, he's out of his mind. He thinks everybody's watching, but his biggest concern is that aliens are watching him. But being in the DC universe, it feels weird that this is his main concern because it's riddled with aliens, aliens. and it always has been yeah. for years yeah. and years and they years. They probably so I don't are know watching what he's worried you. about. They might just see you walking down the street there, buddy. And and so with that, you end up having a big part of this with Bruce going and he ends up finding a drone and he's going to check it out and things like that. And the, the big thing about that is, is that that's not that surprising. You well, know, I actually do this. like the, the background of this. I don't know how he's pulling it off with, you know, making sure that nobody sees the idea that he takes down some people. Like he's watching some criminals that are just trying to steal some barrels. A, a magistrate cyber shows up. He takes out the cyber so that he can then analyze the cyber to find out what it knows, but brings it back to his apartment down in his basement, you know, apartment room goes through it then go on to the main idea of like all right we have these three main companies that are providing the technology for the magistrate to do all these things these three companies that did not exist before the joker war so something has taken place in our current batman slash detective comics run that we will be exploring when we get back in march but this led to the idea of these companies being founded to become the individual like you know products you know slash technology to put together the technology of the magistrate and we got to find out what the whole secret behind all this is and this is what we're dealing with Bruce Wayne also getting a little conspiracy theory himself where the idea is 
everybody is watching everybody all the time with all the you know the cameras everywhere the the cloaked surveillance drones that came out of Wayne Enterprises somehow somebody got a hold of and are using against Bruce and Lucius Wayne slash Warren, Batman. you know some people could yeah. use this against but there would be somebody on the inside because he even said they never really were let out in the deal now even with that though what I'm saying is I like the idea of these corporations it does seem very much that after Joker War we then have Nakano Nakano who does set up the magistrate all these things that that's what it's going to be it's going to be funded by them as they're building up this magistrate but and who, stuff that's and the we'll thing probably is, who's see the it. Ma- who's the person the puppet master behind it because he even says Carl Bennington he's old got the money when I first met him he was tanking his fi- family's manufacturing business now he's Plexitech CEO again I think newest that the, I think that the person that the big is who, who's the magistrate. I, I just think that who is the person who went to Nakano and said, you got to do it this way. This it could be. I still, I still want to think he's something involved. Uh, but yeah, I think well, that it's, that's it's a weird idea that. though, because when he has like, you know, Bruce Wayne in his, like I said, basement apartment room, he has his conspiracy theorist freaking wall with all the, like the yarn connecting all the different pictures and stuff like that. He's like this peacekeeper one leader of the magistrate, which I'm, that, that right there, like really shocked me not thinking, cause I'm like, I thought he was the head of the security force for the magistrate, not the leader of the magistrate itself. And he's talking about the magistrate that Mayor Nakano hired to clamp down on vigilantes. And then like that now controls the armies, controlling Gotham. Like I don't see Peacekeeper one as cool as he is. And he is going to show up in the Batman or Detective Comics coming back in March, you know, back in our present time. But there has to be somebody in my mind who is beyond him. Who like is like I said? I think there's going to be a money guy or whatever that's going to be the guy who convinces Nakano with him, or that's just you know Peacekeeper One Ghost is somebody maker. that does it. We'll see. We'll see who it is. But yeah, with that, like I said, what I was saying is we already know that Gotham is rigged to find out information and whatnot. So we do spend a lot of pages on that where you get these little drones where even with that, I don't know that a Bruce Wayne deal is tiny micro drones, next level spy tech about the size of a small hummingbird or, or a really big bee. I'm like, well, why is he going between those? I don't know what, if you didn't know what What a hummingbird was, it's such an odd deal for, for Bruce to say that. Uh, It just, my main real concern with this, though, is that, you know, Batman's on his own, but he has been. He, he's, you know, pretty much without the Bat family for a while now. But what Mariko Tamaki is doing is full out narration. That's the narration of driving. I'm saying even in, you know, Tom King's run and stuff like that. Okay. So when we go back to the regular book, I hope that the Bat family is more involved in her detective run because I don't need a a book filled with just narration. I want to, you know, hear some things going on. He does talk a little. He talks to Noah's daughter who has like a weird little deal going on herself. At one point, you end up having Bruce seemingly going to say, hey, uh, by the way, your dad's a nut. She's like, I know about my dad and gets in the car. And I'm like, was that supposed to be something different that we find out or whatnot? I don't know. This idea about Noah's daughter who she brings him, you know, bottled water because Noah uh-huh. believes that the tap water's, you know, and poisoning you or you know, doing stuff. Yeah, exactly. This could be freaking Detroit yeah. or Flint, Michigan. I don't yeah, know really. what's going on. But Biker the idea town. that when Bruce is going to go out there and do some dark detecting, he sees his daughter yelling at somebody who just happens to be using her hollow phone, it looks like. But videotaping the apartment or house that, you know, Noah has that Bruce Wayne shares 
And it's like, you know, this is way better than them Christmas lights that place on first. I'm like, I'm asking you nicely not to take pictures of the house because she's concerned about her crazy ass father. Yeah, but yeah. Right yeah. in the background of this, Bruce Wayne is standing yeah, there, right in the middle of the film, and he is not covering his face. He's not doing. He was just watching Noah's daughter. Gonna, I think you know, that that'll be yell a, at this a thing woman, that and it's on. a weird idea that he is not doing anything to really like, you mm. know, stop to make sure that he's not getting put on YouTube. No, well, Eric, his name is Jeff. That's why he's not. <laughs> yeah, his name is Jeff. But yeah, you end up where you do get some detecting, you get some, you know, action deal, and it looks fantastic. Um, but oh, again, yeah, I love the look of the book. At, again, by the it's end, you're, you're dealing a lot with Noah smashing TVs and yelling things, kind of with the idea that I think that Bruce will end up. Well, hey Noah, well, what do you think? Like it might lead him to more while he's trying to. What detect. is up with Noah's old bike? Because we hit the idea that Noah's old bike that Bruce Wayne now has is like it's sold to me for the price of fixing his TV. Look which he doesn't bike. seem to think is spying on him yet. I'm like, this is better than, you know, Jace or Tim yeah. like Fox's bike that we have in the this next thing Batman. Is but awesome. this, this is Noah's old bike. It looks like it has a freaking, you know, a kit thing in the beginning from Night oh, Rider yeah. in, the, in the base of the bike. I'm like, I don't know how what he got is this. this thing? I mean, sell that bike and get yourself a better apartment or something. But you, you mentioned before we even started, one of the things that threw you off a little, and I just wanted to mention it, is the idea that you have this new Gotham. It even says on one of the buildings there, it does give you like that Batman beyond feel the the way this this year's gotham is but the idea that noah's apartment is the only one that just is not tech feels weird also even when you said where that girl's there taking the photo that is to me a you know foreshadowing or a forced way for bruce to again have his picture taken but i didn't even see through the art of the idea what she was even getting at really she's just like like, you know are are you is she remarking on the idea that this house is so low tech and it's so crazy easy to film this weird thing because I don't know enough about the 2027 new Gotham world to really understand. It. Yeah, and you go through this issue and they talk about the idea that even to get into any place, you have to have yeah, you know, facial th- th- like thumbprints, facial recognition, all the weird kind of DNA software. And you have. get the idea. Nobody has a key anymore. Yeah. But I don't know enough that this house looks anything different. Like they could have just updated some doors and some crap holes in other neighborhoods. Like you're telling me that every place in the Narrows has this. Yeah. And you get the idea too, that they're pushing Enrico Tamaki. I think that this is the clever thing she's trying to do because you know that, and this is a thing with the whole Bat family that you have no DNA, no real DNA evidence that anybody can get on they, Bruce. There's nothing the on Bat record family. for anybody in the you Bat know, family. They might have something, but it wouldn't be what their real DNA. I would even think, that there might be dupes so that you know it doesn't come up of oh there's none it's that there's some but you'll never find that it's it's all duped and so you end up with this facial recognition being the deal uh which i think is okay but when that girl is taking that photo just like that just seemed weird because i don't see anything and if it is the case where it almost seems like noah's apartment is the only non-tech place in all of gotham you almost have a way that the peacekeeper can do a superman look to where you can't see anything and this would just there he is if he's hiding yeah. we can't get it he's got to be here but you don't Which have that a weird either. thing because again maybe like bruce wayne knows something we don't about damian wayne or somebody inside the magistrate is yeah. leaking information to the rest of the magistrate and stuff like that about the ins and outs of the bat family but 
This is still Gotham City. Yes, we might have Bruce Wayne believe he's dead. Yes, he might not be able to go back to Wayne Manor, depending on how that works, or the Batcave. But he should have Batcave like caches all over, a little headquarters that he has set up over the years that he could go to, yeah, yeah. And not just have to rely on on Noah's freaking basement, I mean, which like looks Richter, like Black Mold Studio. You know, and all of them, yeah, it does. It does. And I wish that it was just the Narrows itself was low tech. I wish that it was the whole deal. Also, it did feel weird because we don't know that in between time from Joker War to here and whatever, where Bruce is like, he's still pining for the mansion, which we already yeah. saw he didn't have at the end of the Joker War. So does he get it back, or is this just what he keeps saying? Everywhere Again, we he got ends seven up, seven years of things going yeah. on at this Everywhere point. Everywhere he ends up, happens. though, he's like, "Boy, this isn't the mansion." They're like, "No, no, it hasn't been. Uh, you're doing this there, pal." Uh, but yeah, by the end, like I said, I don't not like it. I like it. I like. I actually the really characters. like the end of the issue for our big cliffhanger. The idea that bit, crazy Noah smashes his TV. They're fucking watching us, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, you got a TV down there? You got to get rid of it. They're everywhere, damn it. They're watching us. And then the, at the same time, Bruce Wayne has discovered the, the cloaked spy that, yeah. drone like thing. And he's like, yes, they are. They're I all watching it. us. I do love and that. Like, I love the end where at first he's like, listen to this, this crazy roommate. Oh my goodness. This guy, Noah's such a <laughs> whack and do and then at the end he's like oh my god he's right he is right because a lot of times Batman probably does wake up and Superman's staring at him. The aliens are watching Eric in a Just sexy imagine, way. Just imagine, though, this whole idea, because he, Bruce even has to say in this that there was a lock on his door, but he, you know, reconfigured it to make sure that even if Noah got curious, he'd never be able to get down into his room to see what's going on, which for the most part, it doesn't seem like he has a lot. Maybe he has, like, you know, the dark detective bat costume and a cardboard box, but just imagine crazy Noah somehow being able to get down there and, like, he thinks that the TV's watching him. Bruce has half a body of a cyber down there and surveillance equipment <laughs> Yeah, on his yeah. freaking work tech. Oh my god. No one's gonna lose his mind. He would lose his mind, and maybe that will happen. The the thing that gets that, me though that would be hitting Bruce Wayne in the face while he's sleeping. Yeah. I wish that uh, uh, you said I wish that that motorcycle was a little more low tech. <laughs> it really throws me off with the I'm whole deal. You, it even looks like those those red wavy things that Kit has in the inside oh, of the, the night rider. I think car that they just came out of Tron for crying out loud. You got light <laughs> cycles going all around. But we go to the next deal, the backup. We really like that grip they're back up in the first issue of Loved Dark it. Detective. We go into this Joshua Williamson, Red Hood, Jason Todd, Ravager, Rose, you know, back up Red here. Hood. And I, um, I, I didn't love it. I, I didn't like the art at all. I thought the art threw me off really bad. But even just the idea of getting Red Hood, where we had had the setup that he's on the side of the bad guys. Vigilante hunter, Red yeah. Hood. And, and even with that, it almost goes back to the mirror where it's like, well, I hate the masks, but this isn't a mask. It's showing you. I'm like, why are they letting him just wear the mask? And I know it would be one of those like, look at us. We got him on our side. Ha ha. Yeah. It just felt weird to me with them running around with masks anyway. But you start off they take down vigilante which made you Good. happy uh and then you it's just not southland vigilante but it's no, a vigilante no. and i don't and, care for this one and then you're like give me my money motherfucker you have that from that book was that in there uh you end yes. up shout out to reggie you end up with him and rose which i told you about that i heard that this was going to be a thing kind of going from the unkillables the deceased unkillables when they became a couple it's not but it's got that tone with them being together well, that's the things i got so happy when we heard the news about the idea because i was hoping that even though deceased is its own elseworld story that at some point in the main continuity yeah, you said it jason todd and rose wilson would get together because i think from what tom taylor did in deceased they were a cool couple and i'm like they're an action-packed couple i want to see them going on dynamic duo freak missions together and like a, being a power couple as it is and now you have them both 
both being mask hunters, vigilante hunters. Jason Todd, he's trying to still do the regular Bat Family thing. No killing involved. So he brings everybody in alive. Well, Rose Wilson just goes and slaughters any mask she finds and they just collect bounties on these people that are in Gotham City and wearing masks and like doing heroics unregistered that they're not supposed to do. And it doesn't even seem like they like each other. And it really just bothers. And the thing is, Rose Wilson... She is so murder happy in this thing. All she so talks unlikable. about is fucking and murdering. Yeah, that's and I'm it. like, you're just so over the top that Jason Todd doesn't even want to be around you half the time. And like the idea that he even says at one point, I work alone. I'm like, I don't know because you both have the same job. You're, you sleep together at night. Like, do you work alone because you're both doing the same thing? So I don't know. But I'm like, I just think he doesn't want to be around you right now, Rose. And yeah. it's weird. And she's like, let's go to the rooftops. I gave up the rooftops. Ooh, you got daddy issues. That's why. We're... And then you end up having a new Red Hood gang. Everything just seems surface level generic to me. And the characters. Well, are... that's the thing is I actually don't mind the Red Hood gang aspect of it because it does seem in my mind that the magistrate or whoever is involved in this whole thing because Red Hood's working for the magistrate. But he is going around. He's a mask. He's a former vigilante mask, maybe a killer or whatever. He's an outlaw. But when you have the Red Hood gang coming in and robbing from the rich and stealing from the – like giving to the poor for the idea that just pretty much stealing food for the narrows and any kind of poor people. And he has to go and take them down because they're unregistered masks wearing and then stuff like that. But it's the Red Hood gang. It almost feels like it's a, a call out to him to go and pursue this avenue just so he can be put on the list. Pretty much he's a burnt spy at this point and becomes you know uh, you know target number one because it goes over the wire like wanted Jason Todd at this point. I'm like, all right, you got screwed over, Jason. And what's Ravager going to do now? Is Rose going to screw you over for that bounty? Or do you actually have feelings for each other? Yeah, I didn't even, like I said, the idea of, oh, my God, the Red Hood gang's there. And they're using Mad Hatter tech to control these people from the Narrows so that they can get the food and all that being thrown out there. I just thought it was too much and not really delving into it. And then Rose is like, oh, you know, Mad Hatter disappeared a while ago, but I I know where his hideout was. And how many other people knew, but nobody went and checked on the guy. The guy's been dead for years. He's just a skeleton. I'm like, what the hell? The Mad Hatter, he's like, he's a forgotten villain for the most part. A lot of people don't think about the Mad Hatter. I find him to be one of the most despicable villains because whenever I think about the idea of him controlling young blonde girls to do whatever he wants, it weirds me the hell out. And I think you are one of the worst villains that Batman has. So the idea that nobody wants to check on this pervert, I don't I can know. understand it. I- I'm saying that like she knew about it. At some point, it had to have been out on the wire of, hey, let's round up all these people. Let's get these things that she could have just went and like, oh, this will be a good one. Uh, I'll get some cred here and it's just he's just left alone and then he's been dead for years it's kind of a neat little deal by the end there uh but even then the whole way to get to him and that it's it's Not just rose it's just dead. rose going on and, and gross on and I I, it's one of my favorite batman villains because of how bad he actually is and it's hey i'm gonna go get this thing and there's oh can't we go knock boots and then they get on the motorcycle can't we go knock but i mean she doesn't stop even when they well, get to the, the mad hunter's what- lair well, not even that. The idea that Jason Todd is feeling for these people because once, you know, he's going after this Red Hood gang, one of the members, and he wants to bring him down alive like he always does. And Rosa shows up and slashes the guy like a Kill Bill style. And he's like, why'd you got to go and do that for? He takes off the like the big lipstick head of the old style, you know, Red Hood kind of mask, like the classic Red Hood. And he sees that there's the Mad Hatter tech in there. This kid was just a regular kid. I, he was being mind controlled and you just murdered him, which seems weird because – I, I want to like that aspect because even when, you know, Jason Todd goes and kicks down the door and finds out where they are, the guy's like, 
shit. And he's like, they told me I'd be safe. It doesn't feel like a mind control situation when he's worried about getting caught right now. And here's the deal. I think it's a complete setup. Like you said, I think that they have done this tech, you know, it's the magistrate, whatever the deal may be, or whoever's doing it to take down Red Hood. They have done this so that they can control these people to do this, to draw out Red Hood, to get them to the next phase. And it didn't really connect well with me because the idea that these kids are stealing food for people in the net. That's enough. I mean, that's enough for Jason Todd to say, stop, Rose. These are, oh, my God, it's just a kid. He was trying to get food for his family, trying to get food for them. That's enough. Then you throw in the mind tech, and it's almost too much just to force the, oh, my God, it's Mad Hatter. Hey, I know where he is. Oh, he's dead. Oh, no, I'm wanted. It's too much. Boom, 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 boom. When you already had enough with the idea that Jason Todd might have to think things through, like, man, some of these kids, you know, some of these masks aren't really doing anything bad. They're actually just trying to save each other. I really hope in the long run that it has nothing to do with the magistrate and it's actually being hacked from the outside. Well, maybe somebody else. Like, I want this to take a weird turn because even the point where they're hanging out at the bar, Rose and Jason together and talking about, you know, this is why we make sense because we have daddy issues. Speaking of mine, he says hi. He'll never admit it, but he likes you. He could leave Gotham and go to his headquarters. He doesn't like Jason Todd and he's actually set him up to be murdered because he doesn't like him that much with his daughter. That's what that. I wanted to do. To mention that, obviously you would anyway, because that's Rose's father. You might want to set that up. Like, you know, yes, Jason Todd, he's an action hero. He's a, you know, member of the Bat family. He's up there in the cool badass echelon, but I don't think Slade would like him with his daughter. No, I don't think Slade would like anybody. So he ends up there. It's probably Deathstroke. You're probably right. This setup going on. And then we'll have to see the idea again where Rose will probably save the day because she can see a little bit into the future, all that stuff going on. And we'll see how like, that I'm actually is. just worried about the idea because we had that whole thing in the, you know, the Batman, the White Knight presents Harley Quinn this week with the cliffhanger of Hector Quimby pointing that gun at either, you know, Harley Quinn or the camera that held her there. So in the next thing, is he going to, is he going to shoot the camera? Is he going to shoot Harley like you're, you're, you're led to believe? And this whole thing, now that we end this issue with like the backup issue of Jason Todd, reward, monies, crime mask, un- like this crime is mask, unlawful heroics, dead or alive, last known location, the Narrows. And he, he gets this, this message and he's like, shit. Is Rose going to immediately turn on him for the freaking money right there just because they are, you know, not a great couple in my mind, even though she says this is why we make sense together? Or like, is she more involved in the job or their actual romantic connection? But I don't one know, of the things I, is at least, I she, say. at least she sees that what they're saying, that unlawful heroics is not really true. He's just not killing people, but we'll, we'll see how it is. What would you give I, this the overall? The biggest disappointment of this issue, besides for, you know, not really showing Jason Todd in the best light because he barely has anything to say the whole time. And I want to know more about. About the situation is I wish he would have gone back to his new 52 look in the future because I don't I don't like his current look and I don't like this look of 2025 for this backup where it takes place but overall because this, this backup issue kind of like you know didn't do a great job in the art department or really telling a great story or made you really care about the characters involved. It, it pushes the entire thing down, but I did like Dark Detective on the way it expanded. I think the art of that looks great, and I do want to see more of that. And, you know, the weird, I'm telling you, the breakout star of this book now is Noah Riley, Bruce's roommate, and I want to see more of his crazy ass. So I ended up giving it a 6.5 out of 10, but it's just. Just imagine this issue in my mind, though, with another great grifter backup, because this could be an 8.5 out of 10, maybe even 9, depending on, because like, in that, the story was great. It looked good. The Mariko Tamaki's Dark Detective Batman, that looked great. It was interesting, at least. I always want more from it, but 
it's just it's just uneven all around. Whenever you get these backups, like it's always going to be a toss in my mind. Like, oh man, is this going to make this? Is this going to make the book suck? Or is it going to elevate it? And I did not expect that Grifter to do it last issue, but it really no. did. And we've had, and you'll hear later, me really impressed with the backups. But with that, I'm still going to go seven five because I did really like that art in the first story, and it's not it's, really it's not upsetting me. I just. I can't I, I know that I should give it points off because I want more, but is do I want more because I'm liking it or am I want more because we're not getting or enough? I think it, I think it's kind of both, but I do think Noah is the breakout. Now the idea of the Jason Todd Red Hood backup though, the that that art just threw me off and at points Rose looks like she's from the Peanuts gang. I, I thought that she was gonna take a, a nickel for well, some psychi- you know, some psychiatric help here, or possibly it's peppermint. Patty, I, I had no idea, but it, it really threw me off. So yeah, though, uh, what did I say? Did that's I say why, that's why you call Ravager, sir? Yeah. He said seven five, I believe. Yeah, I, I'm going to go seven five. I was just thinking, did I say seven? I want to go seven five because I really did like it, and it's actually the idea too. Going in, I was really worried about what Mariko Tamaki would do with the Dark Detective, going with her, going back to Detective Comics, and if she can it's keep fun, this going, I actually like this. it. But it's not enough. It feels like a prelude, just something that's going to come later instead of this being a future story. Story that will then lead to so with that seven five but we're going to go to the next book which is you know it's mark russell and i end up i have a real problem with mark russell and his books and his politics and all that and it's just because it ends up being overtaken sometimes by them but i have more issues with this than just that eric what is it future state superman versus imperious lex number one written by mark russell with art by steve Pugh, rami lofardo jr and carlos m manguel it's the year 2050, and Lex Luthor, being the leader of the planet Lexor, wants to join the United Planets. It's just too bad that everyone on the council to make this decision hate his jerk-off face. You see, Lexor was doing fine on its own until Superman came and messed up everything for Lex. Yeah, it seems that Superman wasn't too hip on the idea that Lex built robots called Reticulants to raid and pillage other planets to sustain his planet's economy. And now that the Man of Steel has shut these robots down, Lex needs the United Planets to bail him out before the people turn on him. Yeah, and I want to just point out, too, before we go on, the idea that I say he puts his politics and stuff in that I, it's not that I think different than him. It's just that when we get into a book, he always seems more concerned with that. And well, it's, it's, even if you go back to the Wonder Twins, I'm going to read a Wonder Twins book because I want a Wonder Twins story. Obviously, if I'm picking it up, but like one of those issues, it was they did barely showed up because he was telling one of his topical stories the that had nothing to reform, do with the Wonder Twins, the prison reform yeah. one. And it's not actually really more; it's more social commentary than politics, yes. but it gets mixed in. But it's a social commentary, and what I end up but that's finding all he out, cares about. and what I end up finding out is when you read the book. Everybody sounds the same. They sound like Mark Russell. They sound like they are just mouthpieces for him to say things. And whether I agree or not, the idea of having an issue where I'm just, you know, not really getting a story more than just these little theories and things like that. And it even they twist and turn when you get to Lexor later that it ends up not even feeling right, because at one point you seemingly think that everybody on the planet knows that they have kill bots off into the deal because a guy says it on the news. But then later they're like, we didn't know. I'm like, what are you guys? What's going on? But even with that, and they looked aside because they were doing fine in their society they end up seeing on the news but yeah they didn't care so but you're playing that both where then you go back to you know what's it called lois and the rest of the united planets when they're like well those people need to be and you're like i don't even get it now because they seem like real pieces of crap but even with that 
I, this is where I was talking to some people on Twitter and everybody can have their own opinion, right? And everybody can like what, but the idea that this is another issue that involves people saying to me, well, he really gets Superman because he's nice. Oh my God. Mark Russell makes sure that Superman helps people. We know this. We know this. It's Superman. I don't need to have everybody tell me that Superman is nice or saves people. Most people know that. Give me a story that either shows it in a different light that I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't think of that, or just gives something better. And and the idea of it being a vintage feeling issue, it feels like a classic. Well, that means that you're just retelling stuff from the past. I want something new and fresh. And the vintage idea of it is I would rather, I'd prefer the vintage because me personally, I'm a big sucker for Lexor. I'm not a huge fan of the Silver Age and all the goofy sci-fi stuff that I did back in the day and I thought, you know, it's just a little too over the top. But when you could take these concepts and stuff like that because Lexor, a planet with a red sun that Lex goes to to heal up and just get away from Superman and feel safe because under the red sun Superman can't affect him on his planet where he has used his genius to make these people prosper on the planet itself, instead of going out and raiding and pillaging other planets to do the same thing in this story. Back in the day, he was a king because people loved him for what he did with his own genius. He was the Superman of his own planet, the king and ruler, and it was he ultimately did screw them over in the end because yes, he's an awful person. But, that's but what happens. they loved him, and that's like I like that aspect of the story. So here we are, we're bringing back Lexor. And just the idea that the whole thing, even the people of Lexor don't seem to love, like, you know, Lex. Yes, they're wearing t-shirts, stuff like that. But even Lex being the ruler, knowing when Superman takes down the reticulants and, like, make sure that they don't, aren't going to be bringing in, you know, minerals and prosperous riches and other things that whatever the reticulants are bringing in to make the society work. He knows that immediately these people are going to turn on me. I got to do something right now because they're going to take me out in the street and lynch me. I'm like, that's a quick turn for you to believe this for those people that should love you in your mind. And the idea that like you hate them just as much as they hate you. This is just the whole thing that even the idea of bringing it back and having Superman come and destroy Lex robotics to make sure the reticulants aren't built anymore that go out and do this to the other planets. He says, Oh my God, the planet's under the red sun. I better do this quickly because my powers are going to fade. You never see his powers fade. It's just for some reason, I'm like, even back in the first, you know, the, the first issue of Lexor back in the freaking, you know, original run of Superman, like I said at the beginning, Superman number 164. He had to build a rocket ship to get there because he was afraid he wouldn't get back because of the red sun. So like he fought Lex just as oh, a man. Cuff, they shirtless. were man to man. And that actually finally leveled the playing field for Lex to try yeah. to do things. And then Lex ends up wanting to go back to earth. There's a lot of things, but what you're saying and what I agree with the whole deal is this is what I'm saying. And the same person's like, Oh, and it's vintage. It's Superman showing us he's good. And Lex showing us he's bad again. Okay. Well, we always get that. What I liked about there. this Lex deal and a lot of the past issues of it, you know, throughout the ages of the deal is that you actually saw that maybe one, maybe without a Superman, Lex wouldn't be bad. That's what's driven him nuts. But also the idea that when he finally is good, because when he goes to Lexor, they end up, he's not a dictator. He ends up being a guy who helps him out, maybe with some not so altruistic intentions. But when he gets their love, it actually it throws him that he likes it. He actually like, well, oh my God, to be a good guy. He would go guy. back and forth between Lexor and Earth all the time. The one time he was almost killed by, you know, a fight with Superman and he, you know, ejects himself into space and goes back to Lexor. He finds out his wife of the planet, she was, you know, pregnant with his son when he left. So he comes back, he's a father and all this. Yes, again, he would ultimately screw them oh, over. Oh, he screws him over big, but big. he is a bad guy and it becomes the present day Lex Luthor that we all know from that issue. But 
nobody likes anybody in this issue and all the heart that you would have from Lex or from the other the Lexorians or Lex being happy with the planet he is there's no heart to this at all and it pretty much anything you'd get from anybody is the the council of united planets saying Fuck that guy. We ain't helping him. Let's all vote right now to make sure that Lexor is never part of the United Planets. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We gotta, you know the bylaws. We gotta gotta sit down, take lunch. We gotta take an hour or two to make sure that this is what we really wanna do. And it's within that time. It's like Superman's like, Look, Lois, I know you represent Earth now because I guess people weren't happy in the year 2050 with the Kryptonian representing Earth. You're the woman in charge of Earth right now. I need you to say that you propose that Lex be a part of the United Council because. I did kind of go over there and screw all those people over. Yes, Lex Luthor is a bad guy. He is their king, their ruler, their dictator, their president, whatever you want to call him. I really, really screwed this planet up when I took away everything they had to live. Yeah, it's not good, but we need to help these people out. They need to be under our protection. So it's like, okay, this is Superman doing But it's almost like an afterthought where Superman went, acted, did it all like, you know, crush, destroy, heat vision this. And then he took that hour to think, I made a terrible mistake. I think I screwed people. But even you see these, you know, reticulant robots, they're going around. Not only are they just out, you know, destroying things, then they end up becoming the overlords of planets. They're making people. But even with that, the, the stories that I like about this type of deal is when you get to see the roundabout deal of all of a sudden Superman he finds out about Lexor, even though he knows about the past one. But, oh, my God, he's starting this Lexor. You can even play with the idea that this is always goes wrong. He always ends up. And then he goes and seemingly is trying to save people. But Lex is good. But yet he thinks he's bad. And eventually you probably find out he is. But the idea that you yeah, don't know. You know what I mean, though? <laughs> but the idea of Superman going like, you, you can't listen to him. What do you mean? Like, he does this and this. No, no, no. There's got to be some other. And the idea of Superman trying to figure out. Is he fine? Did he learn his lesson? Stuff like that. But this is Which, just. I'm telling you, I wanted something new for the year 2050. Where in future state, I wanted a new future status quo for Lex Luthor because even coming out of this, the idea that we all came out of death metal with this, the, the multiverse has been reborn in a new way. Everybody gets a, you know, brought back to life, a second chance. He just went back to being a fucking dick. Yeah, he did. And with that, you've had a couple of times where he has seen into the future of getting Lexor. This was one of the things that you even brought up while we were getting ready to record. This is one of the things that Perpetua well, that's Perpetua, you know, started talking to him yeah. and the idea that he needed to choose Doom in order to have and the future And that's how he, he became wanted. the Apex Predator because he wanted this Lexor. So you get that, but it seems disconnected. And it would because of the way we're going to this future state, stuff like that. But through this all, everybody is just like, oh, there's Superman. Oh, he's a good guy then oh lexi's bad and then these people unfortunately don't know even though like i said you have the one guy get on who's like the fake news like i'm just saying that killer robots may not be the most stable foundation for an economy so they kind of know what's going on they're just letting the boat keep on a sailing as whatever as then what a conspiracy theorist yeah. he's just coming in here with all his weird ideas about killbots sustaining our economy as come all on all that happens news, then is just lex sitting there smoking his cigar with possibly a fake face because he's old, but he doesn't want to reveal that and ends up like, yep, what's up with that? I just think that he's old because you see him, he looks like Mr. Burns in that bathtub. Holy crap. Like, I thought at first when I saw this that there was a weird idea that, like, he's you know, during a the drawing process, no, 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 they're just showing them, like, some, like the, the artist did a weird, you know, like, uh, outline of the head and it just was never erased and for some reason it was inked in. But I just, like, I was going to say to you, it's so weird that, yes, it's the year 2050. Lex is a human being. 
he's, I think the he's time just is going to ravish his body a bit. So maybe he does like I didn't think about the idea that like further than like what's up. This is weird, but the idea that he has a young face that goes over top of his face like it's such a weird. I think concept that's just that a show. Look at Mister Vane. It's like you and your glasses, and, and so you have all this going on, and. Yeah, there's Lex, but then Lex is just going to sit there and talk to his robot. Yep, you know what they do to the dictators. And it just goes on and on. I'm like, I, I don't need a, you know, a lesson here. I don't need to have Mark Russell tell me about dictatorships and how the people, when they are under the thumb of a dictator, they start to get sad with it and all, and they want to go against it. Just, it well, ends everybody up- on Lexor is like, what have you done for me lately? As soon as the reticulants are under, it seems like everything is going to crash immediately. I'm like, Really? The thing to me, it really, is the idea where Superman goes around, he goes around throughout the universe, and he's ripping these things apart. He's going to planets that are being taken over by reticulants, and he's ripping through them, right? At one point, I'm either going to put the dramatic music on as I read this dialogue, and this is what people think <laughs> is like, man, that's Superman. He really, he's a good guy, he's and Mark Russell gets him here. I refuse to not feel... Because our feelings are the only thing that tells us when something's not right with the world or ourselves. Please don't (laughs) hurt me, Superman. And that's when I saw it in this robot's face. Fear. Being familiar with Lex Luthor's bots, I knew how to disable them. Was its fear a sign that over time it could be reprogrammed? I don't know. But I disabled the reticulants without destroying them anyway. I don't know if there is a way back for them. What are you talking about? Maybe I'm just naive. But I figured that at least they deserve the chance. Because to feel is to be alive. What what is that? What the fuck fuck is that deal? I was programmed to love. I'm I'm telling you this. I just love the idea, too. It's like, you know... I disabled them without like, you. You pretty much ripped their yeah. brains. Oh, out. I love that. It's like, like, like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm familiar with these bots, so I know how to disable them. Yep, you ripped out its inner core. But then I felt bad because did they have a chance to come back? What, what are you talking about? It's a robot. It's a damn robot. robot. It's a robot that is enslaving. <laughs> if they do have a chance world. to think on their own. Destroy them even faster, no, please, really. Superman. We if, don't need that if shit. If they did anything about thinking on their own, that's when they got the idea. Let's make these assholes mine for salt or whatever the hell they're doing. Let's go, let's go pillage other planets and murder all the people. I was not programmed to hate. I, I just sat there. I'm like, what is this? Along those lines that these robots, for some reason, feel. I'd use that as Lex Luthor. Like, look, I didn't tell these robots to do this shit. Apparently, they had a freaking singularity happen, and they just went off and did their own thing. Yeah. What What gets me though is Mark Russell seemingly is going with that idea that eventually make you know be a big problem for society. He's thinking ahead with this social commentary about is an AI alive? Does it have all this stuff? No, no, no. We're in a comic. We already have where basically a comic ends up. Oh man, watch out! You can't fight those people. No, no, no. They're robots. All right, let's go and they start ripping them apart which drives me nuts anyway but now it's like oh I, I can't even hurt a robot these things are going to take you over you don't even like that guy with the blades that runner that you were there on the precipice no, no, of future deal of telling people not to trust that guy he murdered people he's a cyborg he can't trust them. he's a cyborg i must not love i Sorry, love I too so. much and so with that then superman that's not enough for him he's already said Oh, man, maybe these robots can come back. Maybe I was a little naive thinking that they're evil. Eh, I'll blow up the robot factory. He can't even go to Lexor and say, hey, everybody, 
uh, maybe you should make robots that are good. Like maybe go and give them a little lesson. Like this is what these robots are doing. Can you make like just, nice robots that people buy or whatever? Well, it's not only it that because up. when Superman blows everything with, up and with stuff no like that, powers comes under out a red power- sun. Yeah, and then that's not even that because Lex then comes out with his power suit. Everybody's happy. Look, the benefactor. You got that guy who was on the news. <laughs> oh, benefactor, can you ever forgive me for doubting you? And Lex, in front of everybody, murders him with a plasma blast, uh. and then he starts fighting Superman right there. I'm like, and everybody's still cheering him on. Lex, Lex. I'm like, I don't understand the society at all. I'm going back to the the Silver Age or whatever and stuff like that, and go read that Lex. Even or- with that habit that these people are like, like looking around, like Lex, Lex, like they don't want to get blasted. Like, you know, you but. Nothing. It just is so just. And Superman then flies home, even though he's been under the influence of the Red Sun. He's across the galaxy at the edge of the galaxy, as Lex says, for this planet. I'm like, I don't understand what Superman's powers are anymore. Does he have any limitations well, in the year 2050? I don't know. Because then it reminded me of something my father once told me. That some people learn how to clutch and others learn how to hold but one never really learns to do both. He, he's talking about the power suit. I mean, this doesn't, it, it, that is a philosophical deal, not an actual mechanical deal where he's like looking at Lex said, and as I looked into Lex's eyes, I realized that this was a man who was forever clutching or clutching. It's the year 2050, Superman. Come on, why didn't you come to this idea how many decades ago? A man who had never held on to anything in his life. Except that mask to cover up his hideous looks, Eric. He He led the god of the multiverse to go and destroy everything. You know what this man is. You've known for a long time, even before that. Even when he was trying to be a hero and be the Superman of Metropolis, you would not let this thing go because you knew who he was. You forced him back to being a bad guy, Superman. What is wrong with you? And so with this whole United Planets deal going on, you have... Lois, who is the representative of Earth now, and I like that choice. Uh, yeah, she's cool. just yelling and screaming about things, including such classic dialogue, Erica. I'm not going to hit that. Instead, I would like to propose that we put did. a boot on that whole <laughs> ape fart of a planet. Way to tell him, Lois. Way to get to the, the You don't know. That could be it. some major shade in the year 2050. Boot on the whole ape fart of a planet i i wanted fire i wanted gorilla grod to go what the hell are you saying he like comes out of there there's some ape alien like you better watch out ape fart that's a that's not an insult so yeah they're they're all going and then lois ends up having you know sweet love with superman in the closet and then comes out of the closet and then says hey everybody yeah, I think that we should let Lex in because Superman's like, listen, well, that's I realize. I don't even think they have sweet love because she's all about this idea of the janitor's cause and stuff like that. But before we make sweet, no, sweet, I think super love, Lois, love then. <laughs> if the United Planets doesn't help them, who will? Are you asking me to have faith in Lex Luthor? No. No. I'm asking you to have faith in me. <laughs> I'm asking you to get well, down. Well, I'm as dry as a bone right uh, now, so I'm going to leave right now, Superman. Are you asking me to trust Luthor? No, I'm asking you to take those pants off. I, I want her to show up back in the meeting with her jacket backwards. Oh, my goodness. You want her hair disheveled? <laughs> All that. Hey, what's what's up with that eight-part planet? I like it now. And she's like, listen, I'm now going to go with it. She because- was rallying the troops against this whole thing. She comes back. She is the biggest flip flopper. Oh, the worst! I would vote to take her off the council after this because everybody is on the bandwagon. Screw Lex Luthor; he's a piece of shit. We don't want him to be a part of this. And Lois was leading the charge. Now everybody's come back from lunch. Is everybody ready to vote Lex off the order? No. 
I think we should help him. Whoa, <laughs> rabble, rabble, rabble. Whoa, what's going on? I'm Thanagarian, and I don't know what the hell you're saying. I like the idea. You you assume they all went to lunch, right? Then you have that one yeah. asshole alien. Can we have lunch now? I'm like, you missed the boat, pal. They had lunch. Stop you, it. You don't do your. You don't take your time. Like I know, like your time management's not like very good. It's like that alien ant. They they eat all the time, Eric. The guy can't stop. But yeah, the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, the alien ant. <laughs> it's like alien ant farm. You end up though with all of this going on where they're like you know what let's go with like, like everybody flip-flops then i i went at the end they're like first off why are we on earth anyway and otherwise why do we have this council we're just flip-flopping all over the place but we'll trust that supermans and we'll see how that goes because it probably won't go well eric it probably no. won't as we go uh but at the end i just kept thinking to myself boy you really did get a cool idea with lexor could have used it to show so that in the future that just Lex, wish it yeah, would have been played out differently. That Lex, maybe not the you know, but it goes generic again just to push these ideas and this dialogue. I, I just don't get it. Uh, but I didn't like it. What, what about you? I thought it was okay. I liked a lot of the, like the thing is the normal Mark Russell story where it's like he doesn't care about the characters as much as whatever you know topic he wants to push for whatever story he's doing. You don't get as much in my mind here because you are dealing with like you know the things that we already have in place from Bendis with the United Planets. Lexor coming back. I'm a big fan of Lexor, so seeing that I got happy. But the way it played out, it was missing any kind of heart because of the bit of Russellisms that got pushed into this whole thing. So, like for the most part, I didn't think it was too bad from the uh, writer that I'm not I usually hated the dialogue. Of. Is what I really did. Yeah, the, like. the dialogue's not the greatest, but obviously it's a Mark Russell. But so he is pushing something, and the idea that you have to pretty much state any kind of Superman book that anybody writes anymore. I got to make sure that I tell everybody that Superman's a really good guy. Superman like, actually even that. says it to himself. That's the thing well, that people that's have the to thing. remember. It's a lot of times, people keep doing that whenever they. Write him. It's the inner narration of how good he is. Uh, him, he's a psychopath. Yeah, he is. How he's good he is a to tell himself he is all the time. This is what Bendis did all the time. And I will tell yeah. you while I was reading this, do you get the idea that if you did have Bendis say, listen, I don't want to do Legion of Superheroes anymore. And they're like, boy, we want to keep it going. I think that Mark Russell, if you like the Bendis Legion, I think he'd be a perfect deal for no, that. He is a really good substitute in for a Bendis deal because he seems to have kind of that same over taught. Just you know, know, throw Mark Russell on that book, Riley Rossmo drawn. It'll be completely off my radar. So it won't <laughs> so, matter at so all to you'll me. You'll never have to deal with it. But I do think that if people were like upset, oh man, if he, he would be a good replacement, not for us, but you know, the whole deal but yeah this this whole idea of superman in his inner narration keeps telling us as readers how great he is he's you know what, he's his best we're type, beating man. up robots right now but let's think about how That's feelings stink. work in the mind I, I, and what they mean to be human these, to these robots I, you're really deep I love Clark. Too, when you look your at mother that. says you're really handsome too I, I'm, I'm looking at this robot it has a face that looks like an ant but a tiger and it's got robot eyes it's got robot robot eyes but i see fear in its face no 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 what you're saying is you're scared shitless of it that's what i'd say i don't see fear in a robot's face that just has a bunch of digitized eyes where are you getting this it's like when people say that you know maybe in the year 2050 you you would realize what's going on a love bot eric why do they always look surprised i don't know they're always there with that mouth i don't get it but yeah i see fear are you a pleasure bot i don't know why the robot's asking (laughs) and now i see more fear (laughs) now now i see real fear but yeah overall what would you give it 
6.8 out of 10. I think that it was really strong in this. And there were some aspects that I did enjoy bringing stuff back and just seeing like things that I don't normally enjoy just brought back. So there is some continuity, even in the year 2050. It's just, I wish it was handled a little bit differently with the characters. I agree. I, I, I'm giving it a 6.5. I did like the art. And I like the idea of Lois being part of the United Planets, you know, all of that stuff. And, and this weird guy who wants lunch, Eric. That's all I he thinks. I feel like it's a of. weird thing that we have this council of the United Planets to get to make all the decisions that's going on in the universe. But like because Superman in the beginning of this whole thing was labeled the representative Earth, is it like a weird thing where they're keeping it in the family? Like nobody else gets to be that. You know, it's like, all right, I'm going to step down, but my wife is taking over from me. Is that a weird thing where you don't get to elect the leader of the planet? Oh, he's the king, Eric. It just goes down there, I guess. I mean, Lois is a pretty good deal to have, but, you know, I don't know. Uh, you think it's, that- it's a pretty good deal to have, but I just don't think I'd have it, like, you know, elected journalist to be the representative. And, and then what happens once That's just me. Lois is there and, and she's like, I think we should allow Lex. And then all of a sudden Cameron Chase is there like, if you do one more thing bad, I am going to arrest you. You just keep going with that. But yeah, overall, I'm a 6'5", like the art, but yeah, it's just I, I like Lex or not this version. We'll see. Maybe like a lot of these things, they can pick like, up the Lois second can't issue. Even spell. Yeah, really. I know. Well, what do you have to spell? Earth. I mean, really? Like, what does she need to do? But how many how many O's are in Earth, Perry? Yeah, yeah. Lois. Get the hell Lois, out of here. Stop it. Like Lois, how old are you? There's spell check. Wake up, wake up, Boomer. But yeah, you end up with that, and and hopefully at the end because you end up not even us fully set, but Lois has to go off and like a a little bit of a fact finding mission to go off and talk to Lex and all of Lex. Oh, she's going to be the liaison yeah, from the United Planets she, to make sure this deal gets done. And then at the end, you're like Representative Lois. Lane, and you got this blue hand. Like, we'll see. But yeah, uh, we'll see how it goes. Maybe he'll be able to uh, pick up the pieces and do something that me and you both enjoy. But we're going to go off right now to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with you. And Eric. Hi, Eric. Eric. We're here with the mail. And if you want to be involved in the mail section, become the star of the show like Eric Shea. You yeah. only have to email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com, just like J-Man did. And J-Man says, hey, Jim, what's up, Eric? What's up, J-Man? I just checked out the lineup for Infinite Frontier, and I am conflicted. I was planning to get Justice League Dark until I discovered it would be in the backup second story to a Brian Michael Bendis <laughs> written Justice League book for four ninety nine. Needless to say, I have not enjoyed anything BMB. That sounds like a bowel movement type deal, right? I just had a BMB has or like some sandwich, but, but again, a bowel movement sandwich. You, you don't need that. BMB was been doing since he's moved to DC, but I like Ram V's writing except for his Catwoman stuff. Eric, he's throwing shade about the cat. It's been woman. up and down. It, it has been. I think all of his stuff has been up oh, or down. Okay. Calm down. I can still read Ram V's take on swamp thing. Sounds great. You give Alec Holland decent story in any DC story and I'm intrigued. What? 
Swamp Thing's not going to be Alec Holland? Pass. He's done. He's out. He's out. He's like, no, I'm not going on. Out from under him. Yes, they do. At least I can read some good Peter J. Tomasi bat stories. Wait, Mariko Tabaki's doing detective. I can't stand her Wonder Woman run. Pass there. He's passing. There is always the Batman Urban Legends series with the main story by Chip Zdarsky. Great. What's that? I have to also read through a Stephanie Phillips story and a Matthew Rosenberg story that I could care less about. Okay, whatever. I'll fork over four ninety nine for the Sadarsky. Wait a minute. It's more than that. It's actually, you know, eight bucks. I'm done. He says he's done. Oh, so, yeah, no. but that's the thing. If you're not putting two and two together, that Matthew Rosenberg story, that is the grifter deal. And that's going to show us what happened in that original deal where he was hired by Lucius. So I'm looking forward to that. And the yeah. Stephanie Phillips is the Harley. Uh, and I don't mind that either. I like the future state Harley more than you, but I saw that she at least knows the character. So I'm looking forward to all those. And actually that's one of the books that I am looking forward to saying because the even that the batman story by chip sadarsky is a batman red hood story so that's cool as well can we draw the line at 5.99 at least now they're drawing the line at 7.99 eric is why can't we draw the line at 2.99 anymore anyway which of these great titles are you guys interested in checking out i said i want to see that urban legends i'm not a big anthology type story guy obviously that's what we're getting in future state and that's how that's going to continue like that sort of deal um and the eight dollars really does suck for some people but i'm looking forward, I look to, forward to the crime syndicate six issue mini coming out maybe even the man bat yeah, next week yeah I man bat starts next week i'm worried about that that was canceled at one point now it's brought back and there's rarely a time that those work out for us really but we'll oh my see. god why did we put this gem in the yeah, file for yeah. cabinet? oh my god Man, this is brilliant. We better put it out now. Usually, that, that doesn't really usually happen. what happens is, yeah, we, we got it. The file we folder pay, cabinet. We paid for that. Why <laughs> is it in the file folder cabinet, guys? It's called a filing Let, cabinet. Let's, let's take that out of the file folder cabinet. That's all I'm going to call it now. I don't even own a file folder cabinet, Eric. I want to now. Now that you've described it as that, I like it. Uh, anything else you're looking forward to? The crime syndicate, yes. Are you with me? I was talking the other day about the solicits on the Patreon, going through the April solicits. I completely forgot about that Joker book. I ended up, I'm like, oh, Joker. Oh, oh yeah. I forgot about that, too. I said I think everybody did. I'm not looking forward to it. That's why I forgot about it. But there's that. You got the Robin book, Joshua Williamson. I'm a little wary I of, that. but I want to see what he does. It's a kumite, Eric, with what you love, the Lazarus League the League of the Lazarus. Lazarus Society. Yeah, the, the League of, of Lazarus. Lazarus. You know, yes. I remember when you end up having the the League of Shadows and you're like, you got mad at that and the whole Detective Comics. You're like, isn't one league enough, right? And now you got to have leagues. Uh, but he, that's J-Man from Half Moon Bay. Just wants to know if we're looking you, forward to things. I, I'm looking forward to just seeing how I want the to books see what DC back. Comics looks like in general coming out of Future State. Yeah, I have a feeling it's going to look the same, but we'll, we'll see. You know, you have a lot of different, you know, people on books, but I, I have a feeling that we're going to be like, well, we wanted a little more, but we'll see. The next is Anonymous. Eric Anonymous says, hello, Jim, Eric, and everyone in the GFC. Whoop, whoop <laughs> there. Oh, my. What's up, Mr. Ness? I hit the wrong one, Eric. It's been a very long time since I wrote, and I'm not going to lie. I'm really not doing okay, which is rare for me to to say. I never say stuff like this. Uh, I may think it, but never announce it because then people say what's wrong. And right now, mix of things like feel like a bit of a failure. 
But when they would say you aren't a failure, which I hate because it's like, oh, dude, how do you know? You are just saying that. Usually this time of year, I do get depressed, but this year due to COVID, it's worse. Putting things in perspective like life and every day, I have a mental freak out. At times, it's so hard to keep it all inside, but I managed to go down, get by go down don't worry not gonna do anything serious to myself thought about it since high school but truth be told i mean (laughs) you're saying one thing now you're flipping you don't want to flip flop that way don't have the guts eric every day i I look in the mirror and say fuck covid because how it has gotten me mentally screwed with school and work really has me on edge my fiance works at a restaurant since it is reopened in june probably had it most 30 days so we are only on one income and unfortunately i don't make that much I try to escape the real world with comics, TV shows, and video games. Recently, even watching TV, I get mental freakouts. And the comics really, I would love if I could feel the hope and the fun. So the idea, too, with this, you know, to try to lighten up the mood a little. But the idea of going into this future state, and it's a dark future, really dark, did. It, it just it did throw future. me off. I'm like, you got a chance to just have some fun. Girls just want to have funner. I know it sounds corny, but I am not feeling any hope from the books. And at times I need it. Even the books we are getting in Infinite Frontier don't give me hope. Hopefully that changes when they come out. We're, we're, we always do a wait and see type deal. But oh, yeah. for the past few months, me and my fiance have bonded with our neighbors and their kids. They have become like an addition to our family and vice versa. So that's good. Going to yeah. stop. Re- I can't understand that aspect. Everything else you talk about, like I'm right on board there with you, but talking to the neighbors and becoming friends. I don't know. You just crossed the line in my mind. I don't know how you do that. What is this word? Nike bores? <laughs> going to stop reading most comics friends? as a whole. Friends? Freons? Some uh, except uh, is Spider-Man He's still reading Spider-Man, Power Rangers, Radiant Black, Power Pack, which is only a miniseries, Eric. You wouldn't know that over there at the Marvels and couple from Future State for a few weeks to see what doesn't just read past comics. Well, thanks for letting me complain and rant. Your podcast is one that keeps me going, whether it's comic related or non-comics related, always makes my day better. Keep on rocking. So Anonymous just wanted to get something off of his or her chest. I think it is a him. But yeah, just wanting to, you know, get things out there. And I hope that everybody is, uh, you know, getting through this damn COVID. I'm telling you, you can't just hide in your basement nowadays, Eric. Things find you. It's like your family. I mean, I, I sit down here and I'm like, all right, I'm safe. And then my family starts yelling, what's for dinner? Which I, I had mentioned on one of the Patreon shows. When they found out that you can't pass COVID pretty much through food pre- preparation, it's not like they don't make me still make the meals. It's the most ridiculous thing. I'm sick, Bunch Eric. I'm having problems. But yet they still make me. Tanya went out and bought these plastic gloves, kind of like the ones, not fancy like the ones food that we gloves. had work. But yeah, yeah, those clear ones. I have those in a mess. I'm making spaghetti. I'm like, I'm going to spit in your spaghetti. I, I yell up to them all the time. You're you assholes, you know, you jerks. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they, and then they sit there. I'm laying there. I can't get up. And they're like, you know, I've fallen and I can't get up, Eric. And hey, when's dinner going to be ready? Like, really? Th- that's what you're asking me? Y- y- your daddy's dying here. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm on, Stop saying I'm that. on my deathbed and you're, you're upset because I'm not, I didn't get the meatballs done yet. The meatballs. The other day I made meatballs for them and they weren't going to eat them because they were scared that I might have, you know, spitting them and stuff like that. Well, that's just more meatballs for daddy well, then. Yeah. Daddy who can't eat them. Well, he can eat. I can't taste them. I ended up yelling, I'm going to eat these meatballs and I'm eating one. You could have tasted them before. And I'm like, 
I can't. That, that's the problem. I keep telling people about the losing taste completely. It's not like I didn't have a lot of taste before. I mean, I started a podcast with you, Eric, but right. with that, you know, I can't smell or taste very well. And so I always like like really extreme salty things or whatever. I can't even get that. It's all now. No, I don't know the the like the how how thought this. I can't think of what I'm doing. I don't know if this is a fact or not. But I did see something online. Are you going to say about burning oranges? Is that what you're going to tell me? I am going to say about burning oranges. I did see this. I don't know the validity of it if it's true or not. But there's something you can actually go and do. Hopefully to get your taste back, or maybe to back whatever it was because it was so little to begin with. Or maybe I have tried that, Eric, and it didn't work. For me. I, I, the problem is I didn't really look in how to burn the oranges. I think I just cooked them. I had like a cook and, and also it wasn't really an orange. It was a nectarine, I but I didn't boil think that orange juice. actually it was like those little, it, like it was the little cuties. <laughs> and, and so I put them into the oven. Clay told me about it and he actually sent me a link and I'm sorry, Clay, but I don't have the attention span for weeks. And I'm like, oh, burn oranges. At one point, I was going to put like a lighter up to it. But, and then I'm like, are you supposed to burn the, the peel? I'm telling you, the thing is, I'm going to be sitting there with a freaking, you know, an orange or a little cutie on a spoon and cooking it up like it's heroin. Oh, Jesus, you're tapping your arm. I actually put it under the broiler. They seem to be burned. I kind of ate it. I said I'm it. tapping my arm. It's just because I'm trying to get my temporary tattoo I don't know if I was talking to, to you dry. at one point, but I had made, I forget what it was that I made. Can't taste it, but also didn't realize that you know heat is something that doesn't disappear when you can't taste and ended up burning the shit out of my mouth i ended up it was like i think it was actually the um cream dried beef i made that and it was like napalm i couldn't taste it but it hurt eric i'm like oh my god i thought that i could you know be impervious to heat with this non turns out being an old man as i am i have no idea what senses yeah really i didn't i had no idea and i burnt the roof of my mouth and i couldn't taste anything and then i swear to god they waited till this point to like order up things that are my favorites so they can taunt me they they ended up getting pizza yesterday really I know, but now I'm really concerned with texture because I said I would eat bananas each day for the potassium it was, Eric, and also the thrill yeah. of it. But uh, the mouth feel. yeah, the mouth feels not great when you can't taste that. It's like I, I, it's weird, so I can't eat those. So I, at one point, I was just eating hard pretzels, just sitting there. I'm like, why can't I taste this shit? It was really, really upsetting to me. Uh, but the burnt orange, whether I did it or not, that's up for debate. But maybe it, you should look back into that again. I don't know if that's true I or should. not, but maybe you should look back into it. I actually sat there and like, is this the time I should eat a shit sandwich? I don't know. I have no idea. Also, <laughs> I, I don't think you should. Also, I think I told Double A Run uh, I was eating one of. The, I eat those little cuties. Plus, they have uh, you know, and that's what cuties. you call me. <laughs> they have vitamin C, and so I end up eating them. And the one point, I usually thank you, Professor. I, I usually, I usually <laughs> unpeel. A half of it and then get that half and eat it and then unpeel the rest. I actually bit into like a whole half with the rind on it and stuff like that. Couldn't taste it. I'm just like, oh well. And just kept going. And just kept going. <laughs> it's just because you can't taste stuff doesn't mean you have to, you know, exile no, yourself from the way society works. Whatever. I'll just eat this. And I just kept chewing on it. It was awful too. Oh it and then um when uh, seriously, I ended up doing that burnt orange. So I do that and I'm like, okay, when does this kick in? When's the superpowers kick in? So, so I got a Vidalia onion. Like we always say, I treat it as a hand fruit, Eric. Took a big bite yeah. of the onion. Couldn't taste shit. I, I started crying though. <laughs> it couldn't taste it though. And I'm like, oh, well. That didn't work. And then I cried more. And then I laughed there because I'm such a trooper. But that is the end of the mail. Again, if you want to get involved in it, email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com and maybe give me remedies 
for being able to taste things. I actually have heard some people where they do recover from COVID, which I don't know if I'm going to do that. I'm not that real, oh not that inspired, drama queen. not that inspired, Eric, but uh, some people don't get their taste or smell back. That's like a, you know, long lasting effect. I don't know. Maybe I'll go You'll with that. You'll be back to normal then because you didn't have the thing. I know. I really didn't. At one point, our cat got killed by some sort of roving oh my band. my God. What is wrong with and you? Was, we, we didn't know where it was. And we went out in the backyard and saw, and this thing was not just dead. It was like skinned. And it was rotting. And I just got a the shovel fuck? and I picked up everybody around. They were vomiting because it stunk so bad. No, no, no. no. I, I'm sorry. I, I need to go back. How was it killed? We, we think that it must have been like a, another animal or something killed it because the. Because when the, you said, oh, I thought you said a roving band. I'm like, I don't know what you're in this like, town. Like, a roving band. No, it freaking, seemed like, like some like other animal, animal got it because it ended up being like skin. Like the skin was all pushed up past the oh, it was disgusting. Oh, it was no. really bad. It was really bad, Eric. But you know, that's that's how terrible stories. That's the circle of life, my friend. That's what happened. That's what I expect will happen Don't let with you me. Outside. Also, the idea of freaking out. I told you the other day. I woke up and f- was freaking out. Had a panic attack because we weren't the first people to live in this house. <laughs> and for some reason, I thought I was like cursed or something. In and my mind, you so tried weird. mushrooms for the first time because you had nothing else going on. Maybe I wouldn't have been able to taste those are the types of thoughts I would Maybe. have. Maybe I had a day. weird. It was some weird dream, and then I I had a freak out, Eric, a freak out. But that's it for the mail hey everybody uh welcome back to the mail we haven't had mail in a while so we'll keep doing this but we're going to go up now to finish up the podcast with a couple books well he stares into the mirror moosing up his hair blows kisses to himself and he really thinks that tear is well that's just every shape looking for a star screen or maybe a hot cap spends all his money buying all that crap Well, that's just Eric Shea. That is Eric Shea, and he is with me right now. The famed Eric Shea is here to talk books, Eric. Uh, last week, I talked about the idea that you hadn't been on some of the episodes, and I ended up where I was doing that whole greatest hits, least yeah. hits, whatever. And I thought that the beginning of, I think it was episode 15, it almost in my mind said, Eric isn't here right now. And I'm like, ooh, that was quick. And then I looked at <laughs> it. It didn't say that. It actually said, like, Eric is mad or something. I don't know. I don't know what it said, Eric. I thought that I was going to come back. With Reading's the, hard. I thought that I was going to come back with this. Oh, look at you, Mr. Episode 15. You'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? But it didn't come to be, and I was upset. And so then I went back and I edited it out and said that you weren't there, Eric, and now people will think that. They ain't going to listen to anything like that right they well it's not just like oh man eric's not on there i'm not in but you're here now so they are in see how that works and we have two books left eric right oh my goodness eric do you hear that that's you not my closer? pills no it's no, my vitamin it's a rattlesnake d. it's vitamin d <laughs> d3 it is eric and yeah, it's just there i also have some ibuprofen that's there listen to how many are in that that's gonna last a day Future State Aquaman wow. number one's first. Actually, they're down here in the basement to keep them out of the midst of Tanya. I actually have ibuprofen. I have Benadryl, which is pretty much candy to her, and then my D3, which I usually call you, Eric. You're my D3. Future State Aquaman number one. Uh, here we go. 
because a lot of people going into this week, and I hadn't read the books up until today, most of these, actually all that we're talking about. So I had had a lot of people ask me about things they always do. And also people just talking. I don't mind spoilers, you know, except maybe the Mandalorian, Carlos. I mean, really, <laughs> I just want to keep <laughs> digging in on it. Now, the idea that um, everybody was telling me, oh, my God, wait, do you read Aquaman? Even my man Jay from Canada. He said, I can't believe you didn't review Aquaman. I thought that you were looking forward to this. It's Andy. It's Jack. All that. And I was looking forward to it. I think that people overhyped it for me. By the time I got to it, I felt a little let down. But we'll see what you think. It's People just going to stop talking to you, I think, is what it is. Because this happens all the time where I tell you, like, Damn right, oh, man, it it's does. Great. And you're like, I think Eric might have overhyped this. And now that I got to it, I don't like it as no, much. No, no. It's when I read something like, boy, that wasn't good. And then you get on this podcast like, you're all high and mighty. You sit there and like, look at me. I think it was good. And I'm like, not on my watch, <laughs> asshole. I'm going to knock you down. <laughs> is that I, a thing? I am the Paul. Oh, high and mighty with his I'm positivity. I'm the Paul Bunyan of positivity. I knock it down. Come on, babe. Boom. And that's Tanya. I like to call her babe. I don't. She actually has come to call a lot of people in this house, babe. And it drives me nuts. And I yell at her, don't call me babe. And then she cries, Eric. And then I feel bad. Future State Aquaman, number one, written by Brandon Thomas, art by Daniel Sempere. And Colors by Adriana Lucas Lodge by Clayton Klaus. This is a feels wow. type of book. And while it feels good seeing Jackson Hyde and Andy un- until she loses a leg, there isn't much of a story overall. I Still love the art, though. And am looking forward to the next issue if only to get some more information on Jackson, Andy, and this crazy little thing we call the confluence, Eric. And so in this... It's one of those things, and I I even said before we recorded, and I want people to to hear this, Eric. That's what you do on a podcast. You talk into the mic so people can hear. I don't know what you think this is. So when you you end up reading this, me and you you are reading this. Isn't everything a social call for you? There, you're so poor, you YouTube and chill, Eric. There, I just wanted to throw them in. You end up here (laughs) where you have an issue like this. And a lot of people who buy this, a lot of people who are enjoying Future State, you, you can read this and, and feel good about it. You can read it and say, boy, the art was really good. I wonder where the story's leading. I like Jackson Hyde, so I'm glad to see an Andy growing up, whatever. And then you get to the end, you just move on. The problem is when you actually have to then talk about it and actually tell people why you like it or not like it, you, you run into a little snafu because I like the feel of this issue. I like what we're getting art-wise. I like the characters a lot in it. It's just that you don't get much of a story to really oh, go through. Oh, just imagine this. Talking about the idea coming out of mail with a, you know, the dark, depressing future of DC Comics with Future State. We have the idea that we have Jackson Hyde, who is now the Aquaman. Andy is now Aqua Lass, or what she likes to be called, Aquawoman, because she ain't going to take none of this last bullshit. They are together as an Aqua family team. I'm like, that's amazing. And then you get into this and you find out, oh, yeah, besides for that, though, it's six years ago, Jackson Hyde was like, you know, captured by the Neptunians, has been in prison the whole time, and thinking that Andy's been dead, but we don't no, I'm like, well, shit, that's messed up for six years of this going on. He just Damn keeps right. escaping like 300 times in a row, just trying to get away at this point. I'm like, and even that, where are you going to go? Because you have the whole idea where we have Aqua, Aquaman, Jack, I'm just going to say Andy and, uh, and Jackson, Jackson Hyde at this yeah. point, because I don't want to confuse anybody or myself going forward. But you have Jackson and Andy here, and then you get struck by the confluence, a part where all oceans all over the galaxy could like do a confluence in space. Kind so, of deal. Converge, exactly. So the all oceans, so they're a part of this whole thing, which takes them to world after world, but you don't know anything about the confluence, how long it lasts, or even the idea about this, because you start out on Neptune with Jackson Hyde trying to escape Neptune 
Neptunian prison, and the Neptunians try to bring him back and talk to him like, you just got to tell us who you are and what's going on. And like, he's been mums the word for six years, and we don't even know why the Neptunians captured him and imprisoned him in the first place. Do you like saying Neptunians? It sounds like that doesn't have a great mouthfeel. It doesn't, but but I kind of want to keep saying it. You like that, Neptunians. And so when you have this- How often you get a chance to say that? And not much. You end up then- with this background deal when this, you know, confluence happened, when they end up getting through and they end up almost like blinking. And I actually thought this was at first the idea of when, you know, this future state started. There is the point where death metal ends. Boom. They end up, but it's not. You end up almost having a feel like the whole old gods, the island of the misfit god. And deal this is with. the year 2030 that we're talking about. So that's going to throw a lot of, you know, wrinkles in the timeline in my mind with what's going on as well. Exactly. Plus, especially because you did talk to me like, how old do I think Andy is? I don't think people are really adding up the things here because she looks to me 16 to 18 here and maybe, I would maybe go 16. 16 myself just because of the idea that she's really pressing like the I'm a woman this is who I am because like this feels around the age range that that would really take hold and say this kind of thing and going from out of the normal you know DC continuity the present time Andy was kind of aged up as it was where she almost looked two or like one and a half, two years old the last time we saw her so like jumping ahead now we're at you know nine years in the future and she's way too old for this, or she's just way too young, and I don't understand and which one we're going with. Six years ago, kind of messes things. Uh, well, that, so, oh, even that—that's yeah. the other thing because we're in 2030 in our present. I think she's like Jackson four. Are. So at this point in time, this is six years ago. So that's freaking 2020, you know, uh, seven at this point where she should be. I can't do math off the top nine? of my head right now, but nine, maybe yeah. eight. And that's if I really age her up throughout the present continuity. So I don't even know what we're dealing with here because she doesn't look like I could even say, if you look at the cover, I could say she maybe looks 10 to 12 years old in the cover. She really looks younged up in this. But once you get into the story, she looks 16 in my mind. And I'm like, yeah, the cover. That's, that's some of that is right a there. Button. Kids are growing up faster and faster these days, I guess. Well, I heard that in between all of this, uh, she got a call from Brian Michael Bendis. It was hanging out in a volcano eric a uh, volcano do uh but yeah that's it, not a final answer Brian. with that, Michael with, take that it back. with that whole deal you don't really have to worry about that that's just kind of an aside where we were talking it's weird, kind though. of trying to figure it out this is weird but the idea where okay here's some of the stories we have like there's the green lanterns jessica cruz and guy got they, they don't have the rings working oh geez you, you end up a lot of these badass. but a lot of these books you end up throwing the characters out there and they get handicapped. They don't have their powers. They don't have this. They don't have that. And so when I get this book, it's it's me being handicapped here because I want to see Andy. I love Jackson, but I really want to see Andy. And she cuts her leg off and disappears. She's not in this, but the ending of, oh, my God, she's back. She's here. Oh, yeah, whatever. Well, not uh, only that, because with the confluence and stuff like that, they're almost actually like sliders that's going on right is. now because you sliders. have all these – Oceans in the in space, it seems like that's a portal to all these other planets with oceans across the galaxy, and they're trying to find their way home through this confluence because they're just in the ocean after trying to battle Black Manta, who got away when they're stuck Sires. up in all of this, and they're going from world to world trying to right Sires. the wrongs that's going on. It becomes quantum leap. Even they say they're writing the wrongs that are happening right quantum there. Quantum leap. But- <laughs> Until they get separated because this yeah. gigantic monster creature comes to grab them. And then the, the narration talks about a great beast that protects all this. And we don't know if that's this great beast. We have to assume. But, you know, Andy gets grabbed up. Jackson's grabbing hold of her leg, trying to, like, you know, pull her back down because he's he was able to get free. And as she's being elevated into the air by this giant sea beast that can also fly in the air for whatever reason – 
she goes and uses her aquakinesis or like actually it's a um the the is it aquakinesis yeah her hard water technology like you know magic that she got and then from cuts her, mother. her own leg off to sacrifice herself so jackson can get away and i guess he at one point he gets captured by the neptunians i don't she goes off now in my mind if we're thinking about this because this is 2030 and this happened six years ago that just took place does she get to go home and spend time with aquaman and mayor and stuff like that and actually be aqualess or aquawoman on earth where jackson is all in prison this entire time or is she continuing on her sliders adventure where jackson is just stuck in prison feeling bad about you know aqua like mara Mara, andy being dead this whole time like i need some kind of hope in this future with whatever's going on and and so you even pointed out when me and you were talking about it, the idea that in the future on the Just League, she seems to have her leg back, whatever happens. Yeah, I went back to make sure to see if that know, was something I just kind of skipped going on, on with at. that. But also, I'm just like, well, well cut the tentacle. That's your 2040. Cut the tentacle, Andy. <laughs> don't cut your leg. I don't know what you're doing here. Uh, but yeah, so I'm wanting more Andy. And there goes Andy. She's not there. But the hope of her being back, the hope of her being there, it, it is pretty cool. Aquaman lives, Eric. But just the idea of the whole story is the Neptunian like, hey, what's going on? Oh, well, um, Jackson Hyde. I was kind of, oh, you never told me that. Why didn't you tell me that before? Well, you know, I was doing this and that. And the other. Ooh, the why didn't you tell Neptune me that? Just yeah. wants the story. And Jackson has been so depressed this entire six years thinking that Andy was story. dead. It's such a weird idea, too, because you have him escaping for like the 300 and some time where he's getting to the surface of whatever the like Neptune has. Or I don't know what he's trying to get to. I, honestly, he's just swimming away from guards on Neptune. And he sees a bunch of like phosphorescent lights in the ocean that says Aqua Woman lives. And this is six years later i don't know what andy's playing at but for whatever reason we get back then because he gets captured and he gets brought before the king who wants to hear story time and now jackson he's like let me tell you my story i am the aquaman jack and it goes through the whole thing at the end and it turns out this entire time i've just been depressed and you thought you had like these chains that could match my strength but because of how depressed i've been it wasn't i haven't been full. using my full strength yeah, it's almost yeah. like spider-man 2 from raimi's trilogy where it's like his power started leaving him because he was sad i'm like oh don't do stuff like that and then he says damn you and your wicker chair and punches it and then grabs part of it that glows. Uh, even though with all this, and we're kind of joking around, I did like when we did have Jackson and Andy together, especially the idea of, hey, and that's my problem. And the you idea broke of, hey, for six years now, I'm yeah. like, don't do that. And, and the deal with it of, I thought it was a great part and a great line of, hey, Andy, I'm kind of looking after you, your parents. Like, oh man, you should tell my dad to leave me alone. No, no, no. It was your mother. Your mom who wanted, told and me I look thought that was ass. so good a deal to just show that Aquaman, I think, is like an Arthur, like, you're fine. You're good to go. But Mero is is concerned about her and wants Jackson to look after her. And again, you're in that weird deal that we think she's like 15, 16, whatever, where she does. She's a girl but wants to be a woman, just like Britney Spears back in the day, Eric. And you end up where I think that that's a really cool deal of I'm not Aqualess. I'm Aquawoman, you know. All, and it's a really cool deal. Of, don't, don't be with me, you know. I don't need you to watch over. And then she ends up sacrificing herself. But everything is is just too quick, too quick and too much. Like, I don't really get a grip. I say last week. Even this whole idea when we have the dynamic duo of underwater kind of thing with Aquaman and Aqualass, you have this idea where, you know, Andy's young and like, you know, uh, doing a lot. In my mind, she's not following orders. Almost like the line, like, you know, Jackson has become the Batman where Robin has to follow the orders of the leader and stuff like that and be a good soldier. And Aqualass isn't doing what he wants. And then she just goes off at this one point. Maybe it's you, Jackson. 
you ever think about that? Maybe our problem is you. Maybe you're not Aquaman and you never will be. And then she goes, continues on. That's the big secret. No one wants to say it to your face. Yeah, oh, Everyone that was knows the worst. my dad made a huge mistake and now we all just pretend he didn't. And as it's going, her eyes are glowing red. She is co- commanding the sharks to sw- circle around them at this point. And then when she realizes what's going on, she's like, oh no, I didn't mean it was an accident. And she swims off all upset. But I'm thinking to myself, what is the problem here? Like, does, like, did the rage take over to like, does she, is she sorry that she's commanding the sharks? I she think says, she's sorry she that it gets She doesn't out of talk hand. to the fish like her father does. She actually commands them, like mind controls them. And this is a problem. She doesn't want to do that. But also, are you sorry for controlling the fish or are you sorry for talking all this shade on Jackson? Because I want to feel that this wasn't actually you because it feels weird and comes out of nowhere. And especially when your eyes start glowing red, I start asking I questions actually, about what's I going on with I actually think Andy. it's a hundred percent her. Uh, the only problem is we haven't seen her with any powers. So we don't know what her powers are. So when that happens, I think that what they're playing it is that she is a young teenager who hasn't controlled everything going on there. Shit. Well, she does talk shit because she's upset. The idea that she thinks that Jackson's watching after that. He's the Aquaman. And I think that the sorry is just like if I was a, a a good boy witch, Eric. But then I'm I'm getting mad at you. Like in a lot of movies, you have this like like the what's that one with the girl witches, Eric? And they're doing their thing, the jumping around. That's what I was like. All of a sudden, somebody gets like really, really angry. And they don't realize that all of a sudden the teacups are flying at you. Is that a scene in that movie? I don't remember. Uh, it might have even been. Broomsticks. It, yes. But the idea of, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. I think it's that she just got so angry that the, the you know, control and whatever started taking over. And then she got embarrassed and went away because it even is the idea. Nobody knows that you can do that. I think that this is her coming of age, Eric. And she's kind of a little a little emotional, but she talking goes about and- coming of age, Joe. When we go to six years in the future, when Jackson being in prison on Neptune, he grew up to be a hottie and a badass. We got going here, and it's funny to me too because he looks like he grew up to be Jason Momoa. Like, I know, no, no that's Aquaman what drove can me escape nuts. That Jason that drove Momoa me nuts. I'm like, really? You're going to make him Jason Momoa too? Spider. Yeah, so you have that, but yeah. He he must at least be doing some sort of exercises while he's chained up because he is a deal and he's got, you know, the That's tattoos what you do in prison. and everything. You work on yourself. You go to the yard. There's not much else to do. I guess you can read some books in there, Eric, and learn a trade. You go to you the can, pool. You go pump it's iron at the yard. <laughs> That's what it is, the pool. But just the idea of like, oh, I got to go talk to that Neptunian again. Eh, well, hey, what, what's up there, fella? Uh, you know, a what was it like? Prisoner two three eight one. Call me Jackson. I'd, Ooh, you never told me that. Uh, it just seems like the Neptunian leader. He's just desperate for a story. This guy I'm keeps hearing you, the same shit. Even this shit. whole idea when Jackson starts revealing the thing, like if she survived, then I kept my promise to her parents. I gave her everything I had, everything she needed out there to survive. And now he breaks the chains. Now she's giving it right back. Because then you see the idea that you know when he was trying to escape, he saw her message that she's alive. And then he starts taking out the guards with the chains ripped out of the ground, stuff like that. Wait, Jackson, wait. I, I, what are you? Is, is she here, Jackson? Aquaman, is she here? And then I'm like, he's like, she is. I'm like, what does this Neptunian leader really want out know. of Jackson? I'm like, don't what know is his what motivation? his deal is. He probably I don't wants know why his- Jackson was imprisoned. He probably wants his wicker chair fixed. It's probably cool. Eric is what Come it on is. now. It's not polite to keep her waiting. I'm like, what is happening? And that's the thing. You have all these like futuristic looking at, you know, Neptunian guards. I'm like, are they for or again? I don't understand. Uh, but yeah, this is one of those where 
like I said, I like the feel of it. I like the characters. I like when they're interacting together. So I'm hoping Me that too. she is you back right away. And yeah, this issue, you're not getting enough, but it, it certainly is good enough for the me to say. The just feels so weird. Okay, we have Aqualass and Aquaman together. Confluence separated six years later. She might be alive. Aquaman will finally fight back and not cry in prison. Okay, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's weird. It. And so I'm looking forward to the next issue, mainly because I want to know what the hell is going on. I want this well, that, to the be. the book looks great. Yeah, and I want it to be good. So I want to get this next deal and like, okay, here we go. Uh, if it ends up where it's just Jackson fighting through these Neptunian guards to get to Andy, and then at the end they high five, eh, I'll be a little disappointed. I hope there's more of a story here as well, uh, because and it does seem it's interesting. And by the way, yeah, our leg. I I didn't bring it up, but earlier in that Red Hood backup and Dark Detective, one of the worst high fives I've ever seen in, in a comic, worse than a Tom Brady high five. You have to go back and look at that. But what would you give this? I, I'm telling you, the thing is there's a lot in this issue that I enjoy, the art, the interaction, stuff like that. But because of the way it was set up and presented to us where it took everything that you wanted to see and took it away essentially and just said, okay, now we got to work our way back to what you want to see but with a dynamic that won't be the same because it's now six years later. I just don't know how I feel about this. I think the book looks great. I love the concept of uh, Jackson becoming Aquaman, Andy becoming Aqualass or Aquawoman at this point. I like all that. I like them working together in this way in the future. I just don't like the way that the story You're was presented. You're going to give it a I don't seven, aren't you, Eric? A seven? I want to give it a seven. I might I'm giving it a seven five, actually. It's just I wanted more out of this and everything that they, I wanted. They pretty much I just took be away from me and laughed at me about it. This might be one of the weirdest ones to review because I could go right now and say a nine five and there would be people like, yeah, I get it. And then we're saying, you know, six five, six nine. Seven. I can and go you up kind to a seven, but too. I don't feel happy with it. I'm going seven five because I do like that interaction at the beginning and I am intrigued. The art, is, the art is so good looking, dude, but the art looks so good. And so I'm going to go seven five. I'm going to try to remain positive but you need to give me more of that next issue you really need to give me more of this and hopefully andy has her leg back uh, you know i know that you I don't so. like that you're you're really like, hateful uh, do fish grow things back i don't know how this works does Zabellians or atlanteans grow things back and i guess with any kind of magic which you have with this kind of story i guess she could grow it back with some magic maybe if she was working at the wendy's drive-thru would you I let her serve you the food if Definitely. she ended up with the the stump leg up on the you know, know drive-thru window going on now where all of a sudden like <laughs> honestly if anybody did that if anybody stuck their foot up out through the drive-thru window whether it was there or not <laughs> i'm not taking like food it. from that person you wouldn't like it if i was there straddling the drive through window I'm like a horse out. and i'm like slapping my side yeah and i'm giving you your fries yeah you Look, wouldn't i'm it. driving away because bad shit's really? happening at the, over to this well, place again i said at wendy's eric they're nonsense in this town <laughs> that would probably be an improvement to the shit that goes on over there but yeah i'm gonna go seven five i'm a little more positive than you but it it's not it's but it's i want to be more i I feel weird giving it any score because it almost feels incomplete. That's that's one of the things that that book has. But I like the feel, the mouthfeel of it. The next book has some some weird things too, but I do like it. And I'm looking forward to what we get from uh, Gene Luan Yang when we get back to the regular books because he's going to be doing Batman Superman. This is Future State problems. Batman Superman number one. <laughs> It just feels weird. Written by Gene Luen Yang, art by Ben Oliver, Arith Priano, and Tom Napolitano. I always give Gene Luen Yang the benefit of the doubt. So while this issue felt very, very odd and how it places itself in Future State, I liked it. 
as a self-contained story. Batman and Superman trying to stop a brand new drug-induced false-faced society. Sounds pretty cool to me, Eric. It's also a good way to put your pants up. It's also a good sign since Yang will be continuing on with the Batman Superman book once Future State is over. It just feels odd. I mean, this is the weirdest feel. Maybe the the idea that we even had a legion of superheroes, that that felt odd right away. Well, that's the thing is because this, like, you know, the rest of the Bat books takes place in 2025. But let's just say, like, you know, things started going bad in 2025 just like as, as almost like the year 2020 when things just started progressively getting worse as that year went on let's just say this is like january of 2025 things really escalated quickly i'm trying to make it work where the magistrate took over had cybers peacekeepers and all this other stuff involved in a few months you know even turned red hood killed bruce wayne all this stuff within this 2025 period because when we start this book out we got superman classic looking here we got batman bruce wayne classic looking here and the magistrate is just starting to take hold where Batman's like, some things are going wrong in Gotham. We better start looking into this whole thing because the magistrate is here and I don't want to make sure that they don't take over like I think they might dun 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 Dun, foreshadowing. Yeah, and in my mind, and I even said it to you, this book feels like maybe you could have done that thing that this is the bridge deal. This is the bridge from the current continuity that we left to the 2025 of future state where we're going to see some things just starting, things going wrong, whatever, but then telling a Batman Superman story because even with the years and even if you throw out the, just the idea of thinking about things, you think right away, okay, Superman, War World, even though, like I said, the years can match up, whatever, but you think John, Superman, like all these things, and then you throw into this and it feels like this story is just a story that really doesn't involve future state except for mentions and having the cybers and they even then like the cybers well everything feels a little off with this well, with they, Superman oh yeah, and they Batman. do have the cybers and that because even yeah, that felt weird that to me feels because like in it my should mind, be later the cybers would come after the peacekeepers once you get all your freaking stuff together not even that because we have Tim Drake fighting them in 2025 where I they're thought gonna that, find that out was actually gonna... you're right I thought that was 2027 but well, yeah even that, he it's is like, fighting right, we have the cybers and within the year that the cybers have come out. They're going to create Lazarus resin to make sure that these robots can be resurrected. I'm like, you've really gone I mean, far this it, year. It fully threw me off of just the idea where, yeah, Batman keeps telling Superman, but Superman like showing up in like Gotham. They come in years later to almost yeah. replace the peacekeepers yeah, to yeah. a degree. It, it's almost like the progressions of those Roger, Roger robots taking the place yeah. of the stormtroopers. But you end up with them. They weren't very good either, but you end up with Superman showing up before these Superman shows up in Gotham, and to me, that throws everything off. It really, like, the idea of no mask. Yeah, he doesn't well, have a Superman's mask, but he's a, a Superman. jerk, too, because this whole thing is we have Batman who's deep in doing some dark detecting before he was a dark detective, and we have the idea that he's trying to find things out about the magistrate. And Superman's showing up because he, there's a problem with this, you know, synthetic drug that's going on. You put it on your freaking neck like it's a nicotine patch, and then if you think hard enough, I guess, you can become if whatever you animal you want. And I that's think the thing, that you my, actually get the serum for you, that deal. You got to pick the individual animals. Okay, that's the whole thing because of the false face idea where you can almost clay face yourself and how it works. Like you can become what you want, but only one thing, and then you have to turn back and stuff. But then side effects where you'll continuously look like this animal. What happens when what you get two would you patches, pick? Eric? Two patches. Well, that's the thing is I think you got that later on when Superman was fighting that rhino yeah. dude with the crab claw. No, I'd be a triceratops, Eric. I'm going full out dinosaur. I, I don't think you understand this. I, I'm, I'm, animals that are around I'm right now. I'm a triceratops. This what I am, Eric, and I, I'm going to be a <laughs> power top. I'm going to end up – if I was going to pick a regular animal, I'd probably pick Homo sapien. I'd just be a sexy guy. I'd pick Brad Pitt. I'm like, whatever. Give me Brad Pitt. I'm in. All right. Look at me, baby. Uh, I don't know. What, what animal would you pick? 
I would be a wolf. And the thing is, I was thinking about this too, the idea that while I do think it's cool that we're bringing back a version of the false face society, because even when we had the next Batman and the Bainalitos and the idea that you had the black, the black mass syndicate, I thought, well, why isn't he leading the false face society? Because that's what he used to do. Now it makes sense why you'd have a two separate ones because we have the false face society going on here with actual false faces where you become different animals and a way to make sure that you aren't recognized by the magistrates, you know, face recognition stuff because you're out and about, you have a freaking head of a ram. No one's going to know who you are until you keep having a head of a ram. But no, if you were to take this aside and actually do the terrible trio with actual animal heads now, that's what I want to see. I want to see the terrible trio in this with the synthetic false face stuff where you have the vulture, you have the shark, and you I'm have the fox you, right there. The last time we had them, we had no idea for months and months if they you were real know. or not. But uh, I'd probably pick Some T- badass T-Rex. That's what I'd pick, T-Rex. Or maybe the, maybe the album cover to Led Zeppelin 2. That'd be pretty cool. Could I get that going on yes. there? Could I do that? All right. So you end up where, you know, Batman and Superman, they're on the case. You have Batman pretty much not on my watch, you know, of this deal going. And I like the concept of it. It actually seems oh, like that, a pretty cool idea. I was getting back idea. to a point I was trying to make, too, with the whole idea of Superman coming in being a jerk with that whole thing. Because Batman says, you can't be doing this shit. I have stuff I'm working on. You can't make your presence known. You're going to cause a problem for me. You're and the rest of Gotham with what's going on. And Superman's going around, hey, I'm Superman, everybody. I'm here doing Superman things. I'm like – Stop it, Superman. And the idea that we are in 2025 and we even have the inner narration because it's not separated enough from the main continuity for what we're dealing with. Because I like Gene Wan Yang. I just wanted to see something different because here we are so far removed from when Superman announced himself as Clark Kent to the world. And we still have this inner monologue between Batman and Superman with the idea like, man, Clark is so free from after revealing himself to the world. I don't think he's ever felt more like the idea that we're still talking about this aspect feels weird for where to we me, are. This, and, we should and be dealing I've with. said I, I get angry when you have and, and Joshua Williamson's Batman Superman was just, man, that's Superman. Look at him. What a great guy. Ooh, that Batman. People think he's mean, but what a great guy. This is a little less what I think that it's kind of going as well as maybe Gene Luan Yang is doing some things where, okay, I have to let everybody know that Superman identity is out there because some people reading this may not know that bendis ended up doing that but it does get a little bit too much but i do like that you're going through batman and not necessarily just oh that's superman he's great no he's kind of pissed off about this shit and he's like yeah but even when superman's like hey you should try this whole identity reveal thing and batman's like yeah some people can't do that asshole well, saying, and then like, they have we on. not talked in the last four yeah, years yeah. We, this is the first Again, time we've had this I conversation it's one of those where it might be that he's just trying to let everybody know know that that superman's identity is well, it out comes there off feeling weird and a little by bit going for this. by going with the idea that in gotham you need masks which then leads to the idea that this false face society is actually necessary to some people if they want to you know throw molotov cocktails and not get arrested eric that's right but with oh, the no. facial recognition deal starting to come about and batman who is going to get shot soon at some point in this year uh you end up having the idea of Gotham's a darker place. It just, to me, having Superman there at this point where he is Superman, he could probably just like, I'm stopping this shit right now. We always have the idea when you have something going on in Gotham, when Superman isn't there and you're like, why doesn't he call Superman? You have stories that explain like, yeah, I don't need his help. He has his own thing. But when he's there seeing it, it throws me off, but they're going around. I do like, at least Jin Luan Yang is giving you a story with this false face society. It makes sense in the techno world that's about to happen there in this 2025. And I like it as a self-contained thing more than I, I wasn't confused 
in the story itself. I was just confused. Of, yeah. Boy, this doesn't feel like a future state story. But I actually did like what was going on. And I even like where the cybers come and you have the Bat family, everybody, even not Batman, all the rest. They're having problems with these cybers. <laughs> Superman just slaps it. And then Batman's like, dude, I told you, you, you can't do this. You end up where people are going to find out. And I do like that maybe this leads to Batman getting supposedly killed and all that. It just feels It's such weird. a weird idea, though, because we have, you know, Batman trying to find out. Well, he's dealing with magistrate stuff, but he's also has a false face society because this is a problem. These people are taking this drug thinking it's like, you know, oh, man, it's going to be fun for me to put this patch on my neck and be able to become what animal face I need to be. It's fun for parties. It's fun to escape the magistrate. Oh, yeah. Whatever you want this the whole thing. The one kid's going to pull a prank. He's going to pull yeah, a prank. He's, he's going to be a ram, which to me and you, Eric, run on a field. That's that's not on my watch. That's Penridge's, uh, that's you right. know, deal. We don't like Penridge here at Quaker Town. So take, take you that. to the pep rally and yeah. beat the shit out Why of you. Why aren't you a panther? Now I'm a panther. Eric. That's what I'm picking. <laughs> yeah, really, let's take him behind the things. So you end up. We hated them so much that we had Ram Burgers that week sure of the homecoming game, uh, the Thanksgiving game. Is what we'd have. So he says, "Oh man, it was pretty cool. I was going to go out because I." Nobody recognized. I'm nobody. I'm a no face guy. I I just go in the crowd. I'm going to know Ram Man. They're going to know Ram Man. And then he's like, "Oh man, the problem is that afterwards, when I get upset and nervous, whatever, I still have horns. I'm a horny ass bastard." Well, no, it's not only that because it changes your DNA. He seems to have horns. It's like this is a weird side effect. He just has horns, which whatever. I think a lot of people might be into that, but it does. Yeah, it is like saga. But it seems like if you're not like concentrating, you're just going to revert back to a ram every single time. this seems to be the pandemic. And at he least says, in my mind. I have side effects, even with it off, whenever I get nervous or anything. Look, and he's like, oh, you my God, I can't on control the it. Face. I would think if you, in the rest of 2025, even going further with the amount of people, it seems that are taking this this weird synthetic drug that we should have way more animal people it's gonna walking be the damn around zoo in Gotham. Crew. Gotham's just going to be a bunch of animals. And it's no, funny. it's going to be freaking commandy. Yeah, really. They're going to yell at him. Really? Go to this 7-Eleven, the, the last boy on earth. Yeah, really. You're going to have with those, you know, ripped jean shorts, Eric, that you like. I, oh, I, I just cool. imagine people like, what's up with Gotham nowadays? Oh, man, they're all animals there. And I'm like, I know they are. No, no, no. I mean, they're animals. Jesus Christ, they're all animals. Ah. And so you end up with that. But I kept thinking to myself, well, I, people probably remember you now, Ram boy. You know, you have that. He could be on. He's not even a Ram man. He could end up being on Saturday Night Live like Goat Boy. Now, I remember him. He could really go there. Sadly, Jim I do. Uh, so you end up with all this going down, and it's just Batman saying, you know, you can't jump out and about with this. Well, Batman and that, they go and they, you know, figure out that somebody's involved, Mr. Toad. It's even one girl who's doing the drug as well. It's like, I don't know where my father is. It's a very well, convenient what? deal. Yeah, that's the, I'm, I'm telling you, the way the story plays that out. actually, I'm help, the I'm progression stopping. throws me off. Batman and Superman are stopping these people with animal faces. Like, why are you doing this? Why would you do this to yourself? You don't understand, man. If you're going around in the streets with the magistrate, you need to have a mask on. This is the best way we could do it. You don't understand, man. My daddy, he was a professor over at the Gotham University. And the magistrate, they kidnapped him. They wanted his intel. And I'm doing this to find out what my daddy is. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and your daddy's a piece of shit. He just abandoned you to become Mr. Yeah, Toad and that. sell drugs. The funny thing is I wish there was more into this. Like, Because the idea, man, we got to get the mess. I'm like – Really? Like, you're going a little further than you need to do. But I'd like the idea of, like, man, last Halloween we tried to dress up and they don't allow the masks in town. Like, there's no masks allowed. Like, there's no masks allowed. So they have to go to the extreme. I'm still thinking you could kind of make a mask. I mean, you don't have to go this far in. It's kind of cool, though. 
I'd be a T Rex again. I'd go back to a T Rex. And so they go, and you know this, and it just happens that her dad, the professor, even then is mentioned. You know, we got to get the professor. Like, let's go on. But they end up finding Mister Toad, who is this girl's dad. Idea. That's the thing. Is everything feels very forced to get to the conclusion that we're dealing with in this issue. We come across these people. They have a problem. The problem that they have leads us right to where we need. Oh my God, her problem is actually the thing we're looking for this entire time, Mister Toad, which is a cool callback. Because we haven't seen a Mr. Toad villain since Grant Morrison pretty much created him for Batman and Robin number one and two, where he died. And then we have this idea like Miss and then again with the idea of what you know what's forced and what's not. The original Mr. Toad was my cousin. He claimed yeah, the disguise. Yeah, exactly. This goes back to the depression. nonsense that we saw the last time we ended up having like, oh, you know, the whole deal. I just but even with that, then you also see the rhino crab guy. And then the ape, I don't know what. I mean, I'm telling you, it's it's a monstrosity. These things should be killed right then and there. Uh, and it's almost as if, you know, Mr. Toad, whose daughter is, oh, my God, she's doing that? Yes, she's doing His it. His daughter is on the streets. Now she's a mouse person. He's like, I could do this so I can establish the false faith. I gave a prestigious position at a Gotham University to live underground, Superman, so I could establish the false faith society. He also and left his the daughter. of my city. And like, y- your kid's outside. She's outdoors, yeah. you know. Like, what and, are you doing, And he's Dad? surprised. I don't know what the mother's Mr. doing. Toad, I mean, seriously. Do you have but- a daughter, a young woman with close-cropped hair and a scar over her left eyebrow? You've been eyeballing my daughter, Superman. <laughs> what you doing there, Superman's? And I just need to have one thing. Please, Gene Len Yang. Well, just that's the thing is. Now you get to this weird idea. It's like, okay, Superman's being super. He knows exactly what's going on because he said Gotham University professor. It's like, what? She should know that I would never allow myself yeah, to how be she gonna you know, know kidnapped that? by the magistrate. Well, you didn't tell her shit. So the idea that he then goes and transforms back to to like a bald professor man to like, okay, just just give me your hand. We can work through this kind of thing to the point where, you know, it's not every day that you have Superman enter Gotham City, but to the point where you are the, the leader of the false face society, you've made yourself look like your cousin, Mr. Toad, but in a more DNA kind of way, your daughter's out in the streets. Superman has actually come out of nowhere to talk to you about this. You just happen to have a kryptonite you. knife in your back pocket ah, to pull out and stab him. That's like, what you wait for, Everything right? is really, really forced and convenient in this story. It's very, and the thing is- Maybe that, the girl Batman. was setting him up. Maybe this is Maybe. what we're going to reveal. If, I don't think that's the case, though, because either, it just seems it really be. out of nowhere because why would you set up Superman who shouldn't be in this city? To freaking do this because is Ram Man a part of he this? He is in the city. He might be. The thing that I need though is number one. I love the this professor, Mister Toad. Oh man, you mean my daughter thinks I was kidnapped? Shouldn't she know that I went off to start a super villain group by doing drugs with the kids? I mean, really? Why does she think I'm bad? <laughs> Talk about a midlife crisis. <laughs> yeah, why do you think I'm bad? I'm only doing the drugs. Also, I definitely need. I need it. He's Mr. Toad. He's walking around, right, on the toadstools and whatever he does. And then Mousy's daughter's coming. He's like, where did you learn this? And she, from you, Dad. I just need Dude, that. the thing I is, I'm that. reading this, and, like, the idea of having this, the False Face Society, it's a cool, like, addition. Oh, it is. Like, you you know, love it. concept to that. And then the idea, too, of the terrible tree. I'm like, there are so many great things you do with this concept. And I'm so mad now that we saw in Red Hood that Mad Hatter's dead. Because can you imagine his Wonderland oh, with yeah. this drug where you have the March Hare and the freaking – the the, the uh, dormouse and stuff like that. The stuff that the Mad Hatter would be able to do, R.I.P. You know, just live his he fucking make it. out. He's All he now. needed he to, to do was last a little longer, and he would be there. Now he's in heaven, Eric, because he's a good guy, right in heaven. That's where he's. <laughs> so, no, no. so he's yeah, burning in hell. You have all pervert. this going on, and yeah, really try to explain. You're right, and you, you 
dumbass. You're going to make my score go down because I can't tell you why he has a kryptonite kryptonite knife right now. I'm hoping this explained that maybe this was a setup. Also, the idea that they really make him look like Lex, little dumpy Lex. But you said well, that people that, I'm that saw on this Facebook, were going on you know, and DC on. DC Comics is like, what did you think about this week's Batman and Superman with the picture of Mr. Toad in his human form stabbing yeah, Le- like, and you know, Superman with a this. kryptonite knife? And everybody's talking about, wow, what's Lex up to now? I'm like, it's not Lex. Luthor. Just imagine that. They – seemingly are so desperate for people to talk or get this book you. they ended up giving you the cliffhanger though i mean you never do that that's spoiling the issue but yet you're doing it because you are going to be there has to be somebody saying this looks like lex let's do it let's put it out there because well, we're there not spoiling talking it because about it's, how this is perfect lex like the only like the idea lex. that he's telling people about this book and how it's perfect like with the rest of the things i'm like no, no, this is this is not Lex. I don't want to give it away who it is, but it's not Lex. Yeah, Luther. again, that's what I'm saying. They're actually giving you that cliffhanger page because they don't think it's a spoiler because you think it's Lex. You're still spoiling it. Now you can't correct anybody without looking like an asshole. So, yeah, bravo to you, DC. Making Eric look like an asshole. And look, it's not the thing tough. is, too, I, I keep complaining about the aspect of Superman and the force nature of everything. But even with Batman with this, I like seeing him be getting prepared for what's coming from the magistrate. The idea of this thing, you know, the people of Gotham actually going against the anti-mask by changing their DNA. Like, they're going to an extreme freaking sense, even though they don't know it's going to screw them over for life. But it will. I like all that. But the way that Gene Luan Yang is you know, presenting Batman here, it's very Tom King-like, where pretty much he just has that... <sighs> Set, like, you know, noise that you always get from Batman. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't like the harumph. Yeah, you don't like the harumph. Do you, you like Sam Harumphries? Is that what you were saying? No. Are you like, no, I don't. Are you like the crime dog over there? Take a bite out of crime. Uh, what would you give this overall? I would end up giving this probably Sorry. a. I'm going to say a 6.5 <laughs> out of 10 because it is very forced and like the timeline of how things take place. It's very like, you know, fast track to get the magistrate to take over everything for where we are in this 2025 aspect of the story. But it is Superman being super. It's Batman getting to the bottom of things before they happen. It's some nice stuff in there. The idea of the false face society, I think, is really cool. I just wish that it was told in a better way that didn't feel like it was very, like, forced. Even the idea where Batman trying to find out, like, getting the thumb drive to find out who's behind the false face society, who's funding them. And he says, this story's getting more convoluted. I'm like, you're right. It is. That's actually oh, in his my. own narration right that there. That was Shader. Like, Where's yeah, my hot take? I just need some more out of this, especially for the idea that this is bat. This I is like the only the real Batman Superman, or like of this era that you're going to be getting during Future State, and it just feels like you might as well be getting Present State for the way they're acting around each other. God darn it! Why didn't I pull up the hot take again? You're, you're full <laughs> of hot takes. You are. Um, so you're going one. Did I get, did did I say, get a score? No, I, I think you were, you were going to go at one point, like I, a I higher think maybe deal. Six point five, maybe okay. a six out of ten. Going, even though I really enjoyed I'm the. I'm still art. going seven point five. I liked it. I know that the you, you threw me off. I'm telling you, at one point I'm reading this, I'm like, Ooh, I'm like an eight. And I, I can't, I can't explain the Kryptonian knife, and we're not going to be able to know until next issue. And then it's Hopefully too late, Eric. It's too late. Jerk. I like the way that. It seems like this book, even though it doesn't really fit in the, like some, but it, it is in my mind, a guy who shows me again, he puts the false face society. That's something different. A lot of these books are just going, 
you know, like you say, vintage. He's doing something with a drug. Well, it is, but it isn't for this. And also the idea of the drug doing it. You get a new toad. Like you're getting new well, things thing going is, on. It's almost what Mark Russell is doing. It's a new take on an old concept. Yeah, but it's it's a different. It's not even that old concept. Like the kids doing this. The kids, it's Eric. The kids. And not really caring about a false state society David. as much as the deal. And again, I think that the plan is for these side effects to take over so that they do become only in that while the kids just want to go out and throw Molotov cocktails. Why are there like more animal do? people out and about well, there might be. for other books? Well, because they're going to put a fucking next to it. They're going to end up stopping this nip it in the bud, Herrick. You don't I need... I think they might stop it, but I don't know if there's any coming back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Once you have taken the drug, but it I like the, I gone like far this, and wide already. This idea, it's, it's a different thing, and I think it fits the future state deal with the idea of, you know, hey, they don't want masks, but we want to be, you know, against the fight the power deal, and now we're going to be animals and and stuff. So I, I actually I do hope like that it. even though this is the future that we can get this drug back in our present time where it's more refined, where I can have the Mad Hatter with the group that he wants the way he wants them to look. Yeah. You love that false face society though. You're yeah, a big fun. fan. So uh, yeah, I, I'm going to give it's it a It's even funny too to think about the idea. This is Mr. Toad who was a part of the Circus of Strange, but now it's the false face society for what we're dealing with. Like, you know, maybe if you would have played on the Circus of Strange in the future state, maybe a little bit more. I don't know because that's what your cousin did. I think did. that's too vintage. Eric, we're getting no. So I'm I'm going to go seven five. I'm going to go seven five with this. I did enjoy. I enjoyed enough, and and actually reading this, whether or not I'm like, who? What does that make? I actually like the way he had Superman and Batman in this, and I'm I'm looking forward to his book once we get to March. Oh yeah, and I want to see more. Yeah. So I want to see more of that. But that's that. Eric, what's your book of the week? I think my book of the week is Batman White oh, Knight cool. presents Harley Quinn. Yeah, what did I give that? Do you remember? No, I don't <laughs> No, I either. don't, but so I think I, you really enjoyed it. I'm going to say that that might also be my book of the week, but if it isn't, Eric, I, I kind of had a tie between. That's the thank God yeah, it's Friday to, show. Yeah, tonight uh, I did like the Batman Superman and the Aquaman, though I both I want more or to at least explain things. This Batman Superman explanation, Aquaman, a little something. You know, a little more of a story, but a yeah, something, something. yeah, I think it was the idea. Yeah, I think it would have been the late night. Somebody can let me know. It wasn't but, Suicide Eric, Squad or Legion of Superheroes. It was not. I don't know. I actually think I, I ended up going a little higher with Suicide Squad, but it was not that Legion. I'll tell you that. No way. I want to repeat that I was vomiting from my eyes, Eric. But Gross I tears. ended up asking you, what are your top five future state books after the first month of the books? Do you have a, a mm-hmm. list there? I, I do have a top five list. And I was think it tough for you order. to get five? It, was it-, it, it wasn't tough. I just wanted to like, you know, like weeding things out to make it within that top five. I was just thinking about because while my score not, might not reflect it at this yeah, point in time, the end of the first to, month, yeah. it was going to me like, you know, the idea of like, what do I think has the most legs and what I enjoyed the most out of the story and has its own, pretty much its own persona going yeah. forward. It doesn't I'm feel with like it's you. Too, That's how I went. What, so with this, I'm going to, I'm going to say this is my actual order, but I wasn't sure when I wrote it, but I think this is my actual order. But number five, Catwoman. Number four, Wonder Woman. Number three, The Flash. A lot of people think that's going to be controversial, yeah, but yeah, I think yeah. The Flash looks great and it's telling a hell of a story that I'm interested in. Number two, you're not going to have be happy about this, but Future State, the Justice League. Uh, I had a lot of fun cool, with cool. that issue, and I like the the team, and I want to see more out of them, even though we might not get as much as I want out of it. But number one, with a bullet, Future State Nightwing. Okay. Mine is number five, Wonder Woman. With a bullet, Eric. Number four, Harley Quinn. <laughs> They're all with there bullets. There is mine. Unhappy motherfucker. My, my Harley Quinn one is kind of, yeah, I hate guns. The Harley Quinn is almost like your justice. Like, you didn't like it as yeah. much as me. Number I still three, enjoyed it, though. I just wanted something more out of it. 
Number three, Eric, the backups of Grifter Nubia, Jessica Cruz, and Guy Gardner. I'm always going to cheat. I always cheat on these things, but I really like those, but didn't like the main stories on those. So I wanted to give them props. I actually. That's an honorable mention is what that is. But the thing is, I actually want to point that out because I've had multiple people tell me like, oh, man, I'm not reading the backup. Some people are just reading the main story and like, yeah, I don't need the backups, but some of the better stories some have been there. Some stand out. Yeah, yeah. I, I even saw somebody ripping, ripping apart that Nubia backup saying it was the worst. And then as there, this is a Why? YouTube video, they're talking like, what do I need to know Nubia's aunt? I don't even know the guy. I'm like, it's, it's, not, a it's, it's, it's a god. It's a pseudonym. It's, a it's god. fun. I mean, really? Uh, number two, Catwoman. Which you know that we both did like. And number one, with, with a bullet, as we said, Nightwing. Come on, baby. Nightwing, Nightwing is definitely my favorite. And I, I ended up talking to a guy on Twitter that was fun today. To talk about. And I ended up saying, yeah. And, and really, what ended up happening that kind of led me, I'm losing my voice, Eric. What led me to us doing some more fun stuff and trying to loosen up a little was the idea when we had that section of Catwoman and Nightwing together. People actually, people actually realized that we love comics and really were so <laughs> fired up. Almost at that point, we could have just like, let's go get those comics. And everybody was fired oh, yeah. up. And uh, they wanted more of that. And I said, well, everybody we can't. put on your false face patch. Let's hit Damn the streets. Right, let's go. You're going to be a T-Rex. You're a Brontosaurus. Yeah, Brontosaurus <laughs> burger. White. All right. Uh, Grace, what are you going to burn the, the town yeah. down? Poop, yeah, poop. They, they got him all the That was not nice, Eric. <laughs> no, that's uh, what I was going with. Okay. But you ended up with all that. Uh, that's why I didn't say sharp. People, people were excited uh, that we liked some books. And, and I have been pretty positive on the whole future state. It's just sometimes we just, you know, we're not going to fake the funk. Eh? We have to be honest with the stuff. And there's a lot of stuff while we ourselves. like it. We have to. It's like Superman said. That's how you figure out you're alive. You That's punch feelings. a robot and see that it has fear. I did that to my toaster earlier. It, it didn't kids. show me any fear, but then I, I got your kids. Then I got burnt down below, Eric. You don't want to know what I was doing with that toaster. It was looking at me weird. It was really going like, and then it said something, and then I, I said something back. I don't know where I'm going with this, but the and idea you have a new that symptom. the idea of get this looked at. yeah, really, the idea of all this is just like we really love comics and want to love everything. We just you know some things suck. That's just how it is. That's life, Eric. But here's the books that we're going to talk about next week, Eric. Possibly far sector number ten. We're planning on possibly. doing that for the Friday show. We'll see. Thank God it's Friday, Jim. Say it and love it. Friday night tights. I could barely talk now. Future State, Harley Quinn, number two. I'm looking forward to that second. You just heard it in my top five. Future State, Superman and Metropolis, number two. That wasn't in your top things. Oh, God, I hope that second issue is better. Future State, Swamp Thing, number two. You you like the families? What up? What up, everyone? Yo, yo, yo. Indigo is, is definitely that asshole friend that you you remain friends with throughout your whole life but you never liked him really but he's just part of the crew people. oh i know <laughs> you have a bunch of those me uh but i i need more from the future state swamp thing than just anatomy pictures i, I don't need that future state the flash number two oh my goodness is this gonna give us four more of those four horsemen <laughs> why the long face horse man Future State, Ram the man. next Batman number three. You have started liking that a little more. I do. And I'm looking forward to that. We'll see how that goes. And we're getting Hopefully back. Hopefully backups don't suck. Well, we're getting back to the Outsider and oh, the no. uh, Arkham Knight, Astrid Arkham backups. So we'll see. I wasn't <sighs> a huge fan of those first backups. I wasn't either. But 
they weren't horrible. They just weren't great. Future State Wonder Woman. Number two, Eric. This Y'all is the book. going to the underworld. Damn right. She's going to hell. She is. We're going to see if she what has. What a bogus journey. Does she have what it takes? I don't know, you, Eric. You're going to put that. Uh, are you reviewing that or somebody else doing? Because whatever it is, the tagline on that written review needs to be Yara Flores Bogus Journey. Yara Flores Bogus Journey. Whoever's reviewing that, pay attention. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it might be me. I don't know. Uh, Hellraiser Rise and Fall number three comes out. Hellblazer. Hellblazer. Blazer. I'm thinking of the cubes. He ain't no pinhead. <laughs> he is a pinhead. But we're, that's the Tom Taylor book that we probably won't be talking about ourselves this week, but we might the next week following. But with that all going down, it's available to buy a book that we are not going to be talking about at all, but you can get at your shop is Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey number four. That is the Palmyonder Connor deal that we kind of not fell off. No, no, that was a one shot. Remember, sure ongoing series, six issue mini, one shot, Eric. I'm surprised that it didn't end up pin up. Man Bat number one. Me and Eric, Eric had mentioned it earlier. What We're is Kurt Langstrom up to? That will be on the. Friday Night Tights. Looks like he's seen better days, huh? Yeah, really. I mean, really, he's a baddie. And uh, if you're going to buy I'm things, hoping that his son does turn out to be Chupacabra in that Teen Titans Academy. Cool. Dreaming Waking Hours number seven. If, if you're into that sort of thing, you're not going to hear us talk about it. But two of those books will be on the Patreon Spotlight. That'll be starting out you know, a new month in February. So if you want to check those out, go to patreon.com slash weird science, get the whole weird science experience, including a bunch of other shows, DC, Marvel, independent books. I've been reading a lot more indie comics, Eric. Oh, look at me. Hey, You're I'm, a fancy boy. I am a fancy boy. I, I actually thought, well, I'm bitching and moaning about everything else. Why don't I start bitching and moaning <laughs> about the indie comics? I mean, really? Why not? No, actually, I was reading some classic stuff that people suggested. The classics? The classics. You know, like the saga that I mentioned earlier. Or like the sex criminals, Eric. Stuff like that. I've been reading East to West and other stuff. But yeah, you can go over to the Patreon. Check out all of the stuff as well as going to our Twitter. Again, Weird Science DC. We follow everybody back that follows us as a common courtesy. I think that's a nice thing to do. Also go to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, where somebody better have Yara Flores Bogus Journey or Eric's going to have it at them. Going to lose my shit. All of that, Eric. But that is it. I hope everybody- Subscribe. Rate, review, and subscribe. Wherever you get your podcasts. We got a new iTunes review, Eric. It might be working for you. (laughs) Eric gets so mad that he goes and sees like- why are we like in the top of the list, but we don't get any reviews because you kept not pushing it. You kept saying, eh, people don't like that. I wouldn't do it. And people took you to your word. And so then you're like, <laughs> what the hell's going it. on? Uh, but yeah, you can rate and review us uh, wherever you get the podcast if they allow that, but especially iTunes. That just gets you. Well, it's one of those weird things because the idea is we saw that we had a new iTunes review this week, but that's only for the US. So all over the world, which we're not privy to unless we go into the address bar and actually type in the abbreviation of that country yeah this could be going on all the time we just don't know about it maybe eric maybe we're big in latveria i don't know maybe dr doom loves us i have no idea what he likes over there uh but i actually get an email that tells us if we got okay. any, we ain't getting shit nobody's, okay. nobody's done we seem to get people listening but I, i'm telling you how i know about things yeah. i had no idea you got emails and such and techno nonsense eric how would i ever find out that we are so popular in india there's only one way, Eric, and it's that email. I get this thing that gives us our rankings, and boy, we're kicking ass over there. But hey, everybody, if good, you want to rate good. and review us, you know, do that. Shout out to India. 
Shout out to my whoop, whoop. men and women in India. And uh, yeah, that's it. I hope everybody enjoyed a little bit of a rebirth deal. I hope that you had some fun with us as we talk about these books that I thought we were pretty positive about them overall. But remember, when we do end up, this is why we talk about them at length. This is why we don't just say, I love this. This is dope. And then we go on and get no deal. I mean, when you have to sit there and describe these things, you can't, you know, you sound like a fool like you, Eric. When you say to Jess, I love you. And then when other people around you I say, never gross, say that. Eric, then you, you sound like a fool, you do. Ah, uh, Eric, but what do we say at the end of the podcast? Everybody have a great week. Week. Keep it weird. Weird. We'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Sliders. Some folks like to get away, take a holiday from the regular books. Head up to potential futures with all new looks. But I'm looking forward to march back to the regular DC line. When I leave future state behind. seen all the Batman stuff with the peacekeepers and the magistrate I don't mind the next Batman but he isn't great but I need all the regular books and I don't want to waste more time so I'll leave future state behind Time that's it for the podcast, so I guess it's time to go home. Closing time, you've heard the party's over, so turn off your iPod or phone. Closing time, nine hours you just wasted, now it's time to get back to work. Closing time Pretend you're still listening Cause your co-worker's a fucking jerk Eric's got to go play with his toys Eric's got to go play with his toys Eric's got to go play with his toys Play with his toys